Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wafu FM. It's time for the show. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the first show of 2019. I'm Chris with a fucking Star Trek C. <laughs> <laughs> oh You're not prepared this week. Uh, no, well, I, I can't say Captain Kirk because he's not a fucking captain till the end. Mm, true. Well, on that, on that uh, topic, I'm yeah. Chris with a Kirk K. <laughs> there you go, yeah. You could have had a uh, Cetaceous C or, or Chekhov C. Check off bollocks. Yeah, no. Ad- Admiral Cartwright. See. I actually looked before I ended up the cast list and I just missed check off somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're kicking off uh, a month of Star Trek related shenanigans. We're not reviewing like one to four or anything because that's not what we do because we're stupid. Yeah. We're doing, uh, we're starting with four and uh, we didn't even say which ones we're doing. We're doing six uh, generations and is it first contact? Yeah. yeah. So two of the original, two of the uh, next gen stuff. Yes. Um, so, a bunch of stuff on this show. We're going to be going over favourite films of, uh, well, just films we liked and disliked from 2018. Hmm. Uh, we've got a bit of news, uh, we'll review, obviously, and we're going to be making predictions on things we believe will happen in the next forthcoming year of filmmaking. Hmm. And we'll see if we're right at the end of the year. Yeah, you never know. Whoever loses owes the other person a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> just, just made that up. Put money on it. <laughs> So do you want to talk about some brief news, and it's all death-related, so... Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't really look much at the news, so I'll, no. I'll, I'll sort of chip in if, if I can remember what, what's happening in the world right now. This is the news! So the first um, passing uh, was related to the last show, the Cannibal Show, Robert Kerman from uh, Cannibal Holocaust, Eaten Alive, and of course he had a big porn career in mm. the 70s. Uh, he died age 71. <laughs> mm. And once again, uh, the the curse of Chris and Chris show continues. Seeing as though we reviewed his film last week, you were Robert Kerman K last week. Yeah, last show I was just like, for fuck's sake, why can't anyone like you know someone we don't like? Let's keep mentioning Brett Ratner. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we need to review Brett Ratner's films. <laughs> uh, Brett Ratner month, February. <laughs> Kill him off. That's a bit hard. Not really, you know. Anyone who fucking wanks in front of someone allegedly while eating a prawn cocktail. I'm we'll have a, a rat in a singer month. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Double bill. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sad about Robert Kerman because I mean, as much as like you know, I mean, he was not a fan of those films. And if you watch the mm. interview on the Cannibal Holocaust thing, he was fucking well against all the horrible animal shit and Cannibal mm. Air. Especially kind of a holiday. I don't even knew what was going on in Eat Alive. It, it must be pretty annoying. It must be hard to be associated with something where mm-hmm. you go into a thing and, no, it's, it's just some daft movie, but, uh, you know, it's paying the bills. Mm. And then you later find out it's, like, got, like, animal cruelty and stuff in it. It, it must be pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah. And one thing as well, I was going over his wiki page, 
Mm. And I was like, what other pawns was he in? Because I knew, like, the classic 70s ones. Because I know he's in Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah. But I totally forgot as well, the most random place he turns up is the fucking first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, really? <laughs> he's the boat captain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's so Strange. random. I, I can kind of guess why he's, how he got that part, though. Because like, the, mm. the editor of Spider-Man is, like, Sage Stallone's partner, and they, like, released kind of a Holocaust on DVD. Yeah, so maybe yeah. it was, like, through that. Because otherwise, yeah. it's just like, how does that happen? The guy <laughs> from Debbie Does Dallas and kind of a Holocaust ends up in Spider-Man. Same way that, that on a sort of Spider-Man link, the uh, the punk from this film ends up in Spider-Man Homecoming as well. It's like, how the fuck do these things happen? <laughs> the, the, the punk from Star Trek? Yeah, you know, the punk on the bus. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he's in Spider-Man Homecoming. Is he? Yeah, like dressed exactly the same and stuff, same actor and that. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Can I have to go and uh, hunt that scene down? Yeah, there's just a quick shot of, uh, I think there's a hot dog seller or something, and he's like, he's pointing at Spider-Man, mm. and like stood next to him is just a dude with a, uh, a ghetto blaster. And even in the cinema, I was, I like sort of frowned and was like, that looked like the guy from Star Trek Four. Yeah. <laughs> and when I got home checking IMDb, I was like, the fuck? That's crazy. Just same actor in there. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, fun. Yeah. Homecoming's full of 80s movie references, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But it's just, you know, how do these things happen? I guess somebody <clears throat> rings somebody and... I guess with the, with the Spider-Man one, they literally probably just hunted that guy down. We want that guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I uh, guess there's a horror connection there with Sam Raimi and... Oh, of course, as yeah. Well. But yeah. I, I, just, I just kept thinking, I mean, who knows? I just kept thinking... I doubt it was that Sam Raimi was like, get me the guy from my favourite film, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> but you never know. You never, you never know. know. <laughs> um, another sad one, a Hong Kong director, Ringo Lam, passed away. Only 63 as well. Mm. Yeah, um, that's pretty. Loads of classics, City on Fire, School on Fire, Prison, lots of on fire. He liked these on fire movies. I didn't realise mm. well, a couple of years ago he did another on fire movie. Did he? I can't <laughs> remember what it's called now. Bollocks. Um, but yeah, and also, um, I know like, you know, fans of Hong Kong cinema I'll always cite those... Um, like full contact city on fire and stuff but he's fucking films he made with van damme later like the latter day van damme films don't get enough credit like things like in hell and um in hell's really good and yeah. uh, maximum risk as well that's a really mm. good one from the time when van damme was just making movies with every hong kong director that came to america <laughs> yeah but sad stuff though yeah definitely yeah he was always one of the more unsung heroes of like action cinema like he always like he was always just below john woo i guess because yeah. these films weren't as flashy. Well, I was going to say these films weren't as flashy, but Full Contact's like a fucking cartoon. So mm, that almost yeah. it's almost a parody of that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, rest in peace. Uh, and also wrestling related, uh, Mean Gene Oakland passed away, age seventy six. Mm, yeah, of course, legendary Mean Gene. Bless him. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone always says legend and shit, and it's a term that gets chucked around. But I think me and Gene, you can definitely apply it. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah Especially yeah. growing up watching it, in like the even like, I was going to say. 80s, early 90s, but like you know, if you were a WCW fan, he was there all the way through the 90s as well. So yeah, I mean, in many ways, he's like the the, the voice of wrestling. Mm. You know, like you've, you've got the commentators and stuff, but <coughs> sometimes when I think of WWE in like the 90s and stuff, and, yeah, uh, I, you know, Mean Gene's voice comes to mind. Same yeah. way when you think of like the Attitude Era, like you think of JR, yeah, JR mm. and the King, and with that you think of like Heenan, Mean Gene, and um, Gorilla Monsoon and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well said. 76 yeah. he was as well. So that's all the news, really, that I wanted to talk about, because everything else, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, yeah, well, you know, usual Marvel, something or other. Has Kevin Feige, like, sneezed and someone <laughs> um, thought it was a, a endgame spoiler or anything? 
Probably, yeah. I don't. I think we're in a bit of a, a quiet spell at the moment, news-wise. Anyway, aren't we? I think. Yeah, everyone's just getting over eating and drinking too much at Christmas at the minute. So. <laughs> um. So, what do you want to do next? You want to do a films of last year? Yeah, let's do a, a wrap up of twenty eighteen. Let's watch some films. Right. So, the bottom of my list, <laughs> uh, eight. <laughs> so, I only watched eight new films last year. I did mean to catch up over the Christmas. It just couldn't be asked. Mm. Um. Solo. Mm. We've talked about it. Well, films we've talked about enough. We'll just kind of gloss over. But yeah, we'll glance over them. I mean, watched it, rewatched it recently again. Um, it's its biggest crime is that it's just fucking proper mediocre. To be honest, like and pointless. Yeah, <laughs> there's no need for it at all. Mm. Like it's a, a kind of the same with Rogue One. It's like, you, do you really need to say any of this stuff? Not really. Mm, you just they're just doing danger. it because they can. It's a danger we're making, like, prequels, like, you know, sometimes there just isn't a story there to tell, like, no. backstory is just backstory, Yeah, and you don't need to make a like, film you or You know anything. all you need to know from, like, a line of dialogue, that's it. I mean, at least with Rogue One, like, because I watched Rogue One recently again, and it, it holds up, it's it's not it's not too bad. It's alright. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's miles above Solo, but with Solo, it's just, it really wasn't a story that needed telling, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be honest, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Like, there could have been so many more moments. Like they, they, they seem to be, like, pulling themselves back a bit from going, let's reference this, let's reference that. Thankfully, yeah. there was no, like, bits where I went, oh, fuck off. Like, groaned it, <laughs> like, remember that bit? Oh, here's how he got his shoes. Or something like that. <laughs> like, every single detail. Yeah, just him sewing his, like, like yellow line up his pants and that. And you're like, <laughs> fuck off, man. <laughs> uh, so, what about you? What, what other film would you like to discuss? Um... <laughs> well, I suppose, like, starting at the bottom, um, watch The Predator fairly recently. Oh, yeah, well, I'm talking about that on the show, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, talk- <laughs> speaking of average films. Yeah. Um, it's grim because, like, there are parts of that film that are actually all right. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can tell it's a, it's a film that's just been fucked with, like, heavily, basically. Well, same with Solo. <laughs> yeah. It's parts yeah. that are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, ugh, if they just let these people make the film they wanted. <laughs> I know. Um, because, yeah, the, the the bits when the, the soldier guys are all, like, bandying together and then having, like, um, camaraderie and stuff, all that was kind of cool, really. Mm. Um, and the first 20 minutes of the film is kind of intriguing when it's, like, a predator has been captured by a secret lab and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was going somewhere, and then just the last 30 minutes kind of derails, and it, it's just boring as shit, really. Yeah. It's mad. It's, like, almost literally somebody else took over in the last 30 minutes and filmed their own film. Mm. That's what it smacks of. Yeah. I wouldn't know if that was like... Did, have, did that have like reshoot problems and stuff? Yeah. yeah well, did, most yeah. likely it's that last <coughs> the last act. They were like, uh, redo the entire last act, please. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Make uh, it more and stupid. I th- and I, I mentioned, uh, like, spoilers if anyone cares, but, like, right at the end of the film, there's, like, this whole fucking horrible gag. Like, the film ends, the, the bad guy's being vanquished, credits are about to roll, and then there's, like, a, almost, like, what should be a deleted scene at the end. <laughs> Where they get the like, they have a predator killer device that like it's like nanobots, you know, like in Infinity War when Tony Stark's yeah. got a suit. So like you, you put it on and it, it wraps around your body and turns into like this jet black fucking predator looking badass with like multiple cannons and stuff. And <laughs> it, it looks piss poor, like really bad CGI. It's yeah. like oh god. They said that you would watch it on a Blu-ray as a deleted scene and be like, oh yeah, so they never finished the vi- the, the visual effects on that. It looks that bad. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. No, and what a way to end the film! <laughs> you know that 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 was what people left the cinema with in their mind. Yeah, that's the last image. You're gonna be like, I was enjoying that until that. 
<laughs> so yeah, pants. I, I would probably say maybe like the Predators, my least favourite of twenty eighteen. Really, really, yeah. For me, yeah, like below Solo, I guess. And it's a shame, yeah. you know, because like you know, like Shane Black being behind it and stuff, and it's not very often he puts a foot wrong when it comes to writing. Mm. So studio interference. Let's yeah, say. well, they. Yeah. And what you were saying the other day, that story came out that they like they planned an ending where Ellen Ripley fucking appears at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Like, thank fuck, that would have been fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but that they didn't get Sigourney <clears throat> Weaver. Like, the, the, it was like... Someone in a suit. You, yeah, yeah. Like, you would see a, a, a uniform and it would have Ripley on the badge or something. It's like, oh, no, God. Yeah. yeah. Shite. Yeah. <laughs> and that would just make that entire mixed series even more fucking confusing and a mess. Yeah, like, such as a time traveller now. <laughs> <laughs> Seen as like the predator is not set in the future. End of the next one, fucking Michael J. Fox turns up and then you're like, oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one, uh, number seven, was Ready mm. Player One, which were, that was one of the first films. Was it one of the first films you reviewed last year? <coughs> yeah, because it did it come out in February or something. Or? Um, or well, we went, we went to say when I came to yours for like WrestleMania and stuff. So yeah, it would have right, been like April. March, April or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but we can talk about that a bit more now because like I was, we were held back on some things we didn't want to spoil because it literally just came out and we talked about it. But the mm. thing that really put it it was neck and neck between that and Solo for like kind of me. They were all right, but my least favourites was the mm. um, the scene that we didn't mention for spoilers. I had this bit with the Shining. Hmm. That was the thing that kind of put it above Solo. Where I was like, that was the part where I would probably watch that scene again because it was really well done. Yeah, it's crazy how they've just recreated it. Like, I guess all in effects. I, I think. I was think it? it's Green that, I'm sure it's a mix between like um, unused footage or just like still footage from the actual film. Hmm. I don't think it's. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure some of it's CGI with shots like yeah. they didn't have and stuff, but. There's definitely a sh- the first shot is definitely from The Shining, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, because the, the the color tone and everything's like yeah, spot it's, on. It's, it? it's yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was such I, an inventive bit. Yeah, I didn't want to be too harsh on it because at least it was like a try at something new. Yeah, you know, like it wasn't a fucking franchise film. It wasn't a sequel. It wasn't a prequel. It wasn't a remake. Yeah. Um, although obviously it's it's you know. A, the reference laden film. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> whether you can say it's truly an original film, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a tough one. Um, but at least it was it was a, a, an original IP. Let's say that yeah, uh, yeah, to yeah. some degree. So yeah, it, you don't want to go into a film and just fucking tear it apart because it's like oh, because if if everyone slags these films off, it will just never get new films. <laughs> It'll always be yeah. Star Wars and Marvel films until the end of cinema. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, I thought it was entertaining, but it was, it just wasn't a film where yeah. I was like, I can't wait to watch that again. No, it, it had problems. Like I, I didn't buy into the main character at all. Mm. Like I, 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 like I'm sure I bitched about him being ugly, <laughs> fugly. Yeah, or something. you did. Yeah. You said he should <laughs> totally. be. You said he should be a villain with prosthetics on his face. Yeah, totally. He has a fit of prosthetics face. He, he really does. <laughs> um, you you do well as a Klingon or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> they um, come out the pictures, you're like, I'm not. Why they put all that shit on the actor's face? I'm like, that's his real face. What? <laughs> <laughs> but I just didn't buy him as like this this boyish like cool guy that I could get behind, I don't know it, it was the wrong cast and I felt like for him. I should have cast Shia LaBeouf let's be honest <laughs> yeah. with a uh, bag on his head <laughs> um, yeah so fucking strange film uh, I, I, I mean as you said I had no compulsion to buy it even, no. like at all no. So, and it, it's full of references so it should appeal to us but Something missing from that film, basically. Yeah, I said there was a lot of good, funny moments in it. Like, I love the Chucky bit at the end. <clears throat> mm, yeah. 
And the whole, like, was there a, Godzi- a Mecha Godzilla bit at the end as well? Yeah, like yeah, I think so. Like King the, Kong was in it. I remember there yeah. being one bit with Japanese characters, like Japanese like monsters and robots, where I thought that scene will go over huge in Japan. Mm, <laughs> I remember yeah. it was that. Was it was an Ultraman and like Godzilla or something. It was two mi- things that had never met yeah, before. Yeah, I think Gundam or something. Gundam, Gundam that was Gundam it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah that was a good one. Mm. Uh, what, what else? Yeah, like I said, I'm kind of going to somewhat do it and not in order. A little uh, looking down and picking out a shade film really first. Um, I think I'll just jump straight in. It's probably a controversial choice, but The Quiet Place. Mm, I never saw for it. Me. Never saw it. I, I'll, I'll admit, I've only seen half of it. <laughs> no, it's one of them. <laughs> um I, I don't know, it just didn't, uh, didn't interest me. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of these films that, like... I like that, like smaller horror personal. I can't really describe what I didn't like about it, but just straight away I was put off by the whole concept of, of like a gimmick. I was going to say, what, you, what you mean is gimmick horror movies. Yeah, I think that's it. I just. So, yeah, I, I had no urge to finish the film, and I think I paused it like get something to eat and then just didn't go back to it <laughs> so. <laughs> he just went out <laughs> <laughs> just made it an hour in um, and that's saying something because like uh, you know I, I like to think I'm a pretty big film fan and I've sat through the fucking worst of films Wait, well, well um, like I said man when someone says you should give it a chance just tell them you watched The Terrorists twice <laughs> that, that should be more than enough yeah definitely yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, everyone loves the Quiet Place. I know uh, it's like gotten lots of good reviews and stuff, mm. but uh, new, no, not for me. I'm, I'm just assuming it's going to be one of those films I'll really like until the creatures are revealed, and I just go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it just looks like some big spindly fucking stupid thing, and I'm just like, oh god, that's always that's always the case for those films. They're always mm. good until they reveal what the actual thing is, and you just go. Yep, just some CGI piece. I don't know. I, I, mm. I've never seen it, but that's what I'm assuming. I think it's early on that you start seeing glimpses of them as well. I mm. think they're like they, they can't like contain themselves, so you start seeing them like in amongst the trees and first stuff. shot in that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. There, there was an opening bit in the film where like there's just a little kid with them they've already established like if you, if you even make a peep you fucking pretty much die instantly mm. and then there's just like a little kid with a with a, a fire truck and he's like putting batteries in it and then it makes a whole load of noise and stuff and it's just like oh, I, d- I don't know would would you allow a kid to be wandering around on their own in an environment like that you know what I mean it would be like visiting a volcano and like having a three year old behind you and be like hey, it'll be alright <laughs> You know, like, you wouldn't. I just, I just don't think you would. Yeah. So, like, in a world where humanity had been ravaged and if you made any noise, a monster instantly comes and kills you, yeah. you your three-year-old would be, like, strapped to your chest. Like that, that concept's a good idea, but you think, like, okay, so how would, what if you, like, walked on a twig? Yeah. Like, walking yeah. on just a road, your feet would make noise? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know, there's too many rules. Yeah, too many rules, which yeah. I'll get to it, but there's another film on the list with rules and shit that annoys us, mm. but we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, I will yes. see that eventually, though. I just, it kind of yeah, passed, I th- passes by. I think it's one of the, the big films of 2018, so I think, yeah, mm. I mean, I'll probably have to finish it just to give it the benefit of the doubt at some point. It's mm. like that new film, isn't it, that um, they've gone the opposite way, that, is it? Bird box, mm. the Sandra Bullock one. That's but you can't see. Yeah, that's on the list. That's when I was meaning with the oh, okay. yeah, the rules. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> I haven't seen that uh, next one, it's like me the the comic book movies. Uh, next was Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Black Panther a lot. Um, I've only seen you it saw the it after uh, Infinity War, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I only seen, I've only seen it the once, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, same here, actually. I, I don't think I've watched it again. Um, but it's, it's it was a nice contained film. You know, you, you didn't have to have seen anything else, really. No, it worked as a, as a standalone film. You know, and it, it, it added nicely to Infinity War if you had seen it. Mm, yeah, totally. But again, you didn't need to see Infinity War. Uh, sorry, you didn't need to have seen Black Panther to to enjoy Infinity War either. So I was kind of disappointed they killed off. Um, I can't remember the character's name. Uh, Andy Serkis' mm, character. Andy, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed him actually. Isn't, isn't he technically? I remember when he turned up. Which one's he in before? It's one of the Avengers. It's it Age uh, of Ultron. Age of Ultron, when yeah. He turned yes. up, when he turned up in that, I didn't know that the character was related to Black Panther, and then Kevin Smith was like, shit, that means they're doing a Black Panther movie. Because mm. I think he's, like, the main villain of Black Panther. Yeah, he's, like, he steals, like, the stuff from Wakanda and yeah. stuff, and, yeah, and, and it's, like, his dad's arch-nemesis. Yeah, something. I think, like, in the comics, he's, like, the, the Lex <coughs> Luthor of Black Panther's world, so... Yeah. Then I was like, that's fucking weird, they've killed him off, I thought they would save him for a sequel or something, but... Mm. It's fucking Marvel, he's probably not... <laughs> Yeah, Infinity Stone, man. Exactly, just fucking yeah. reverse time on that shit. Be him and Thanos, <laughs> the next one, tag team. <laughs> but yeah, he had a great energy and stuff. Like, great charisma. And, like, he seemed like he was having a great time with it, just being a cheeky bastard. Yeah. yeah. Basically, in the film. And I, I don't know, I, I really, really did enjoy him, though, as, as a villain in mm. that film. Yeah. The whole cast was great. Michael B. Jordan was a good bad guy as well. Yeah, yeah, again. I mean, we've been blessed this year with, like, with young black actors uh, in, like, really good films. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he's he's got something in him. He really does. Yeah. Like on screen, it's like everyone else is in black and white when he's on screen. If you know what I mean, yeah, like he's, yeah. There's something about it stands him. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you need to get around to watch Creed, man. Ah, uh, and yeah, I keep meaning to watch. Yeah, I've got two of them to watch now. Creed one and two. <laughs> yeah, Wait, it comes. You'd have a double bill. Yeah, yeah. Like I said I enjoyed Creed first. I haven't seen the new one, but I enjoyed the first one. There was just certain bits where I just was like, "This is needless misery." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for the sake of drama, and I'm like, don't just, don't do that to Rocky. Please. Just punching you in the heart. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I guess we'll go over the com- some of the comic book movies I've seen, like in a group because you've seen them all. So mm, uh, yeah. next one was Deadpool two. Yeah, you watched it at night, didn't you? I did when you went yeah. to bed. <laughs> <coughs> Probably when I was feeling like shit. Probably. Night. Yeah. It was fun. It was. Like I said it was pretty much more the same, with just yeah. some added Josh Brolin antics. Yeah, it didn't take many chances. Um, it dived deeper into the X-Men, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the the world of X-Men mm-hmm. with um, Juggernaut and Juggernaut, stuff. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Because, yeah, I mean, I stayed away from spoilers <clears> and shit, so I didn't know Juggernaut was in the film at all, to be honest. I think I did. So, I think um, mm. I saw it spoiled somewhere. But Yeah. yeah. No, it was nice, though. It was nice. I, I do like it when films give us a, a surprise. It's, it's great, yeah. though, that we're at that point, isn't it, where someone does a character like Juggernaut on screen and does a like fucking properly like use mm. the CGI properly instead of just going mm. let's just cast fucking Vinnie Jones in a muscle suit <laughs> I've got nothing yeah, against Vinnie like, Jones but that was fucking ridiculous yeah like that film really should be just expunged from history and guess who directed that shit <laughs> yeah. Brett fucking Ratner <laughs> yeah totally got another character I really liked as well was the the character that's look, I can't remember her name now the one that's just uh, superpowers good luck <laughs> Uh, Domino. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> when I was watching yeah. um, going through that TV series Atlanta, Donald Glover's show, and I was like, hey, we, there's a, she's in it. Uh, right. And I'm thinking the whole time going, she looks so familiar. And I was <laughs> like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I could have watched a film just about her, to be honest. Yeah, me too, yeah. <laughs> or like a TV series or something. Mm. That that would be cool. Just oh, a Domino a, TV series. Well, no doubt going to be a Deadpool 3 sometime soon, mm. so she'll no doubt be in that. 
was just about to say, uh, Netflix will probably make a TV series about it. But it. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it'll be fucking miserable, and it'll just be like an hour-long like session of talking and with no action until the very end. And it'll and be called Unlucky. She'll have lost <laughs> her powers. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, because I, I still haven't got around to the Daredevil uh, like last series, but doesn't he like stop being Daredevil and he doesn't wear the red suit for like most of the series and know. stuff? Just like, oh, piss off. I, say, <laughs> I haven't had Netflix for like probably like three years and I just don't care. Just don't get it. I think like, why didn't they just call that series Matt Murdock for fuck's sake? Because that's all it is for the they, most they of it. They should have just had it like an, in like a sort of retro 70s crime drama and it like hindsight <laughs> or something. Yeah. Matt Murdock investigates. <laughs> Might have had something then. Uh, well, my number four was uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Mm. Um, yeah, it's mad to think all this shit happened this, like last year. Uh, yeah. Black Panther and Infinity War. Uh, it, it's scary, yeah, really, when you consider the amount of money Disney has. Yeah. To be able to just put out this many big films in one year. And and they all kind they're of pull all, in the They're the all cash. in one series as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah, crazy. But yeah, if, you know, what can we say that hasn't already been said about Infinity War? It's... Yeah, it's a mad accomplishment when you think about it, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, oh shit. Somebody's at the door. Okay, no. One second. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Some Amazon prick. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking banged him out. <laughs> Get him off pace, you can't. I'm doing a podcast tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably Brett right now. Yeah. Go, go, Just go, monitoring. Go. Stop, stop talking about me, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just a solid film. Uh, it's a great ensemble film. It It's weird, though, like, I do feel like, the more I think about it, it's a film that you can't really just show anyone unless they're pretty hardcore Marvel fans. You've got to have seen at least a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it just makes no sense. I mean, people you, you, wouldn't care. People could enjoy it just on a pure spectacle level. Mm. But to get to get the most out of it, you do have to have seen at least five of them, I would say. Yeah. There's some you can skip, but... I just imagine watching it with like my parents. They they just have puzzled faces. In terms of like, well, who's he again? Yeah, <laughs> I do have this feeling though. I don't know if you're the same that like, Endgame could be like the fucking Dark Knight Rises of the fucking Avengers movies, where like people go, <laughs> "I'm so excited," and they come out and go, ah. "I don't know." I've, yeah. got, I've got a feeling they're saving that this one's going to be more low key or something. Yeah, it's it how do you follow it up and mm. how do you reverse what's been done like without it just coming off as like really yeah. that's all that happens. I'm, I'm sure they'll put I've yeah. got faith in them they'll pull it off and it'll be good. Yeah. But I just think yeah. after the big fucking slam bang three hour big fucking fight scene that was Infinity War mm. like what they're gonna do for this one. Mm, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Can't wait. Really yeah. can't wait for that though. Not along the way really when you think about it. No. Yeah. Um, there was more comic book stuff, I think, but I, I, they were the only three I saw. So. Yeah, um, so, um, so Ant-Man 2. Yeah, I really want to see Ant-Man uh, 2, obviously, because uh, fucking Paul Rudd. Yeah, uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, really good, yeah, enjoyed it. It was, it, it was on a level with the first one, to be honest. If you enjoyed the first one, yeah. you'll enjoy the second one. I really enjoyed the first one, yeah. It was a nice yeah. change of pace. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't really say much about it because it will spoil it. I've, um, I've seen I've seen the post credits bit. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> well, it, it links into the trailer as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, it links in. I've already seen Infinity War. So. I think you know my eight theory is like 
the quantum realm's going to have something to do with the like undoing of of Thanos. Yeah, uh, basically, like if you can go into the quantum realm, because the 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 make mention a lot in Ant Man one and in two that like the, the time doesn't matter in the quantum zone and shit like that. Yeah. So uh, there's something there. I like. I can't remember it was someone online said they want Ant Man to shrink down, go inside Thanos, and then become giant. (laughs) (laughs) Just kill him immediately. That's how the fucking movie ends (laughs) with loads of purple gore. But yeah, uh, highly recommend it. I Mm. think fucking Thingy's amazing in it as well. Um, From Lost, what's her name? Angelina Lilly. Yes. Mm. Um, Yeah, she's, she's. shines in that film really really good I mean she was good in the first one but she, she has like a much better part in the second one yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel wise uh, well I suppose I'll, I may as well segue into Venom I was going to say Venom mostly at least yeah um, strange film uh, uh, funnily enough I, I'll talk about Venom and Upgrade because they're basically the same about that film <laughs> yeah. each of them has something in their body that can like take control of them and make them do things against their will but enhance their abilities I'm sure when like uh, you know they were getting ready to release Venom and then Upgrade came out they were like oh give us a break man <laughs> <laughs> Because the scenes where, like, you know, Tom Hardy's, like, fighting villains that have come to kill him, and he's all like, oh, hey, guys, you best put down the guns, otherwise you're going to get hurt. And it's just, like, scene for scene, like, the same as Upgrade. (laughs) It's like, that's strange. Um, It's weird when stuff like that happens in Hollywood. Like, films just come along, and they're, like, pretty similar. Yeah. Um, It was an awful Venom. It was all right. It wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. No. Uh, to be fair, um, and I probably would watch it again. There's some decent humour in it and stuff. The the tough pill to swallow is I just wanted it to be a fucking Spider-Man film. Yeah, like, well, I saw something recently that that's probably bollocks, but they were saying like that the Venom and Spider-Man universes might be coexisting mm. somewhere soon. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Hardy will probably be like nah, and then that'll just like bottle off that film from happening ever again they'd be like Tom yeah. uh, do you want to do you want to do Venom 2 and he's just like what are you talking about I never, <laughs> Probably. I never did Venom <laughs> yeah there's a lot of weird humour in that film though like I don't know he, he exposes himself quite a lot Tom Hardy like comes off what, as he gets goofy. his dick out in that <laughs> not like that <laughs> I mean like comedically exposes himself like uh, he comes off like extremely goofy hmm and I don't know. I mean, obviously he's an actor, so yeah, whatever. But don't know. I, I just—it's been a while since I've seen Tom Hardy in a role like that. Pretty rare, really, Tom Hardy. Yeah, being like kind of goofy mm. and and like and and like hapless and stuff. He's normally quite fucking yeah. intense, even when he's yeah. not acting. So yeah. So yeah, I thought, fuck it, hell, it must have took a lot for him to act like that. Like he was in a kids' movie almost. Speaking of which, when are we ever going to see another Mad Max movie? What the fuck happened to that? Mm, probably. Not mm. maybe a remake in, in like ten years' time. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Mel, Gib- Mel Gibson will come back for it when he's like eighty or something. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson will direct. Man, there you go. The- Calling it now. That'll be awesome. <laughs> is that one of your predictions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is now. <laughs> um, what's the? Uh, I'm just thinking of another one. Uh, Aquaman. I guess I'll cover. Quickly. Oh yeah, Aquaman. Well, yeah. The, fuck it. While we're on comic books, um, yeah, good film. Um, too long. Well, Clearly, pop the course these days. <laughs> Two hours and thirty-eight minutes or something, mm-hmm. around about there. Um, it feels like it's definitely two films in one. 
Um, right, why, why? But then again, you can't blame you can't blame them. They no. probably assumed this would be the, the, the <laughs> one and only shot at Aquaman. They're just getting all their ideas in one way. <laughs> yeah. So they they just fucking crammed everyone in there, like Black Manta and uh, whatever the fucking other characters. Fucking I- Ivan something. Drago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in it <laughs> for some reason. I didn't get that. <laughs> Uh, Russian in charge of the air. Uh, that would be awesome if Lundgren was just playing Ivan Drago for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a mad crossover. <laughs> um, yeah, it was all right. Uh, it's full of action. Uh, him and Amber Heard had zero chemistry. That's one criticism I would have about it. Yeah. It's like hilarious. The like the in scenes where you know, like typical scenes where like they'll, they'll fall and they'll fall on each other. And be a bit awkward, you know, when films do that. Mm. They're like, oh, oh, I've fallen on you and stuff. It, it's literally like watching a brother and sister almost kiss. <laughs> it's like that bad. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Why do these two have no chemistry? It's, it's really I, w- I wonder if it's that or it's just like, you know, how many times can you watch two impossibly good looking people fall in love and, and give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know true. I mean? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, it's uh, grim. It's a shame because, like, the first half of the film, I, I was really enjoying. It. I, I think, like, oh, I just want more of that. Where he's like with his dad and stuff, and mm. and he's on Earth. Once they get to the ocean, it's really good. The ocean stuff, mm. um, but I kind of wanted to see more of them on land, yeah. which is stupid because it's an Aquaman movie. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Um, yeah, I recommend it. Don't don't put put yourself off or anything. It is quite an enjoyable. No, film, like I said, but, uh, to be fair, Aquaman was one of the things. I was surprised I enjoyed the most in Justice mm. League. Yeah. I honestly yeah. thought I wouldn't. And mm. when I yeah, came out of it, I was like, fucking, you know what? Because I've said before, like, I, I really like Jason Momoa as a person. Whenever I see him interviewed, I always feel bad. Like, you, where's your big break going to come? And then you get stuck in this fucking DC universe. So I'm yeah. glad to see, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed acting. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Because I totally forgot, was, he was fucking Conan, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Jesus Conan. Christ, I yeah. never forgot about that film. Yeah, that God, that was a hard watch. That I'm sure even film. fucking Jess Momoa forgot about it. <laughs> I remember when you were Conan. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, horrible film, bless him. Yeah, I never saw yeah. it. Never uh, yeah, I watched it like on an airplane, uh, and I don't know if I was tired, but I was I was fucking bored watching just, it. Did you, just for a change, you went, I'm gonna get a flight and watch Conan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This will be interesting to do. Second like sitting on my couch, am I gonna say? <laughs> uh, was that uh, it for comic book movies? Well, there is, there, there's uh, la, 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 la. there's one more, but it, it is my uh, it's higher up in the list. Should we leave it till, till yeah. later? Yeah, we'll do it later. I've only got three more. So. Right. Number three was Halloween. Yes. I, I, I don't think I've changed my opinion at all on it. No, not like, really. You know what I mean? Like, I've not thought about it when actually it was shit. Or, mm. yeah, you know, it, it's had its problems here and there. It wasn't yeah, a perfect and it, and it's, film. It's bound to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially but considering it, it's a friggin' sequel that it, to like a film from 40 years ago which has like eight sequels and you got to ignore mm. it and then do a new one. You're always like, is someone who like seen them all you can't help watching it going, yeah, but, oh, no, no, that way that film doesn't exist anymore. It was, so, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it again without any of that baggage, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's out in a week or two, I think, on Blu-ray, so. Is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll probably buy it. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy it, yeah. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Got the, I've got the fucking Rob Zombie films and fucking DVD, <laughs> so I'm not, not, not going to buy this. Yeah, too, right, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we did a whole fucking review on that. If you missed that, go back and listen to that from uh, October or something. Yes. Uh, what, what's next? Um, Bumblebee. 
So, but right at the end of the year. I was going to say, was that this year? Was it? Last year? Yeah, yeah, it came out uh, like Christmas Eve, I believe. And you were there. So Christmas Day. <laughs> I, I saw it later. Actually, I, actually, I only saw it just uh, a couple of days ago. Hmm. I saw it in IMAX. Oh my! You spent all that fucking money. Bumblebee. <laughs> I know. That tells about it. Um, oh, it was grim. Sitting in IMAX. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's one of them where they're like, IMAX, we've done fuck all to the audio, but we've just turned it all the way fucking up. It's like, Jesus Christ, it was loud as fuck, and I'm sure it was just in two-channel stereo. <laughs> just fucking mono. <laughs> At the start, it's all like, IMAX, experience the sound from here, from here, and it all just sounded like it was coming from the same place. I was like, what the fuck? This is like Cineworld's version of IMAX, I guess. Yeah, just one fucking <laughs> uh, like Bluetooth speaker at the front of the fucking auditorium. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, oh, it was loud as fuck. Like, I- I'll just say it now, right? That trailer is a lying piece of shit. <laughs> it's all like, this summer, a young girl finds out what it is to be a woman. And, and no, it wasn't. The film was not like that at all. Mm. It was just John Cena running away from fucking explosions <laughs> for like an hour and a half. <laughs> the best thing about that film was it was mercifully under two hours long. It's like the first blockbuster film I've seen this year that's under two hours long. That's, that's, that, sh- that should get at least a couple of points, really. <laughs> uh, it wasn't awful, but it, it just wasn't what the trailer said it was. I should know by now, trailers are just fucking liars these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, like that stuff in the trailer, all the like quiet somber stuff. That's all there is in the film, really. The quiet somber stuff. The rest of the film is just fucking pew 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 and, and things mm. exploding. Was it at least easier so. to watch than those fucking Michael Bay movies? Oh yeah, I mean it was head and shoulders above those films, like, yeah. definitely. Because I, I said I've never seen any of them, but whenever I've seen clips, I'm just like blinking and readjusting my eyes constantly because it's just a barrage mm. of metal shit clanging into mm. each other. No, it's it's way way better than all that stuff. Um, and like the first, th- there's like a ten minute opening scene on Cybertron, and it's like probably I assume what every Transformers fan wanted to see as mm. a film. Everyone looks as they should, and like sound there yeah, that is a sound wave. The the Transformer, he's in it and stuff, and yeah. Optimus Prime, and everyone like looks exactly as they should. So mm. it's like fuck, really good. Not with like. Um, loads of corners and shiny bits and pointy bits and stuff. No. <laughs> nothing like that just like big fucking animated robots um, so yeah it's, it's, it's good for that um, I thought um, watch McCarley her name's gone up my head but the main character fuck it whatever she's called um, she was pretty cool sure, sure she appreciates that fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever she's called I don't know some American chick um, <laughs> starring American chick Hey, hey, it's coming to us. Haley Steinfield. There, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go, Haley. So, sorry, Haley. <laughs> John Cena was pretty good in it, though. Where's John Cena? In it? So yeah, it's a safe bet. He, he had good humour in it and good moments and stuff. As, as much shit as he gets, he's, he's a charismatic motherfucker. So. He certainly is. Bless him. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was just for me. It was the fact that there was a shit ton of explosions and stuff, and it, it was really loud in IMAX. Wow. <laughs> so I, I felt like I was going to throw up. Most. I mean, of I film. like a like <laughs> nice loud film, but sometimes it's like it goes beyond just like the immersion and you're just like tone it down there's one point in the film where like just before the third act you know all the chips are down everyone's fucked and stuff mm. and, and I was genuinely worried about the, the like the final <laughs> climactic battle coming up <laughs> I was like can my ears stand this um, it's, it's a sign of getting old I guess I don't know yeah I'm like it's fucking too loud <laughs> 
complaint uh, afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, it, not an awful film. But I, I mean, put it this way: before I saw the film, I was excited to buy the Blu-ray uh, on Steelbook. It's got quite a nice Steelbook. Afterwards, I have no interest. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not going to buy. You've it, got actually. a fucking problem. You before you've even fucking seen it, you're like, yeah. I'm buying the Steelbook. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, and then afterwards, I was like, Nah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fucking buy it. I know you will. <laughs> Probably. It's on sale yeah. and Zavi would be buying fucking three copies straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so what next? Uh, well, my number two, it was kind of hard to pick, but me one and mm. two were essentially tied. Mm. So two, I put Mandy at number two. Mm. I think I need to watch it again. Yeah. It, maybe it's after I see it again, it would move up to number one, but I put it at number two just for the minute. Well, I think I would have to tie mine as well, because I think it would be unfair to, to comp to like put some of my favourite films against each other mm. if you know what I mean because like Mandy's no, like a totally different you film you can't fucking compare Mandy to any other fucking film that came out last year <laughs> no. that's I mean and like for me Avengers obviously is quite high up mm-hmm. and you know I really enjoyed the shit out of it but I would never put Avengers and fucking Mandy on it side by side and be like oh those are equally good movies because yeah, oh which different. one do I like the most yeah. you know like you get, to the you, two different you get totally different kinds of enjoyment out of them yeah yeah but yeah, yeah Mandy but yeah cracking film mm. and like I was saying it, like it's, it's when the guy released his first film a couple of years ago and I thought is that it mm. just the, one of those guys that makes one movie and then all of a sudden this came out of fucking nowhere and I'm glad mm. he's getting the props he deserves now because visually there's a very few fucking directors that make films that look the way Mandy does yeah like very it does have a genuinely mm. like retro feel as well to it that's what I like about at least beyond the black rainbow it genuinely feels like a film that was found in a vault from 1981 mm. like but without fucking the, yeah. let's put grain and scratches all over it and it's like no you don't have to do that to make something look old I kind of thought to myself while I was watching it like this is the film that in Rob Zombie's mind he is making <laughs> that's the <laughs> when perfect he, fucking yeah you know what I mean like mm. when he's making a film that's how he imagines his film is that's how but it doesn't it, turn probably. out yeah. <laughs> but actually it just turns out with whole fuckly fuck shits and stuff yeah. and it just doesn't work and the thing about Mandy as well like you could someone could easily go into and go oh it's just all visual and it's like kind of yeah but mm. who cares yeah. all, he, all he did was he took a really fucking basic idea of a revenge story mm-hmm. but just filmed it in a really it's like what I would say about Lynch as well like people say Lynch films are too confusing or like too abstract and I'm like when you break them down mm. a lot of the time they're just really simple plots just mm. done in a really interesting different way yeah, and that's kind of what this was like and like not to sound heighty tighty but like it sound ho- rem- fuck it sound heighty tighty <laughs> <laughs> it reminded us that like sometimes cinema truly is like an art form of course it is yeah it's, like, it's, this is like you know cinema I mean? as art pretty much yeah, very violent so. Gross yeah. fucking art. Yeah. But it's crazy that there's like, Christ, there must be like, what, a couple, ten pages of dialogue or yeah. something script-wise in this film? One, <laughs> one thing any. that I loved as well is the title doesn't appear till like an hour into the film. Mm. <laughs> Essentially, the first hour is the opening scene, and mm. it's almost like as soon as the title appears is when shit kicks off. Mm. I love that. Yeah. That was such a nice touch. There's just loads of nice bits, like, you know, like, little stuff like simple setups, like he's wearing the tiger shirt, and mm-hmm. later on there's the tiger, and yeah. there's loads of, like, visual tie-ins with itself. And of uh, course, you know, Bill Duke, can't remember the last time I saw Bill mm, Duke in a movie. Yeah, looking pretty much, I mean, obviously looks slightly older from it's certain really, angles. To be fair, he just, but, look, he just looks thinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but really, he doesn't look that no. old <laughs> compared to, like, Predator. still terrifying. 
Yeah, I think during the film, I like I paused it, got a picture of like Bill Duke and Predator, and mm. was like, I showed Stacey and was like, that was him thirty one years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh. He's he's fucking eyes. Are t- he's got the most piercing fucking eyes ever, Bill Duke. Yeah, definitely. Imagine yeah. that when Bill Duke was like young and like maybe he was like a bit of a hard case. Imagine just him staring at you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> Well, yeah, I really loved it. I thought Nicolas Cage, like, like a role typically he was born to play. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, like, a film where you can just fucking shout and go fucking mental, and it's not yeah. went, nowhere near as mental as everything else going on in the film. Mm, I love yeah. that. I love that. My probably my favorite scene in the film is just that single static shot of him in his underpants, necking a bottle of vodka and screaming his fucking head off. <laughs> yeah. I would say that was an amazing scene. And he's just got bloody hands and yeah. stuff. And yeah, yeah, really, really good. He, he, yeah, because he sat in the toilet, isn't he? That uh-huh. bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And the bit where, like, just with him watching what's about to happen to his girlfriend, and mm. he's like chained up with like barbed wire in his mouth and stuff, and it's all just mm. on his face. It's really mm. good. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I'll, I'll definitely, I mean, uh, yeah, I haven't bought it yet. I was thinking to have a bought it. Well, I'll definitely be getting it. Fucking hell, man. That's, it took me fucking so long to see it because it came out on fucking DVD months ago. Mm. And I was like, well, I'll wait, I'll wait the Blu-ray. And fucking, mm. I see people go, oh, yeah, I got it from HMV and it's not on fucking Amazon still. <laughs> it's out there, but it's not on fucking Amazon. So mm. eventually I just rented it on Amazon Prime. Mm, just watched it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, very, very good. Yeah, cracking film. Cracking film. Uh, very quickly, I watched Incredibles 2. Um, shite. Too long. <laughs> Fucking boring. And by the way, folks, I know we say this a lot, like, too long. We're not against long films. No. Just against films that are long for the sake of being fucking long. Well, and also, I think, long for the sake of um, bad directing. Like, you've got a massive fucker film and you can't tell the story competently enough within a short enough time period. So instead, they just include everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's what, like, modern cinema has a problem with. It's also, as well, like, the, the popularity of, like long films like especially yeah. after Lord of the Rings and stuff now like yeah. epic used to mean not necessarily just long even though epic does just mean long but like mm. a film epic was like something epic in scale and it was long and it had to be long to fill up now it's just like let's make an epic it must be two hours and 45 minutes yeah I'm sick of like going oh I want to go to the cinema but you know what that's like going to fucking tie up my entire night <laughs> yeah. like I'm going to be coming out at like 10 to midnight and mm-hmm. stuff like Jesus Christ you've got to like book a day away to go to the cinema I think it's a day uh, out at the pictures <laughs> yeah but yeah Incredibles 2 uh, yeah, I got I got nothing from it at mm. all I, th- I think once or twice I went hmm, and that was it <laughs> Like, you were most comedy stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, no, I, I just didn't get anything from it. It, it was a, a, a ch- who the fuck was that film for? It was like a kids' film about superheroes that that really delves into how miserable adult life can be. It was a weird mix. Mm. Uh, just didn't did not like it at all. It's um, it's a shame though because like I've never seen the the first Incredibles. You'll be shocked to hear, um, but. <laughs> Uh, um, like it, it is one of the more like well loved modern. It's Pixar, mm. Pixar. Well, that's it. And you know, I mean, I know we joked that I, I never laugh at comedies, but Pixar usually gets a chuckle out of us oh, at yeah. some point in the yeah. film. Like, but with that, I'd, I just, <clears throat> there was nothing for me. Like, um, so fuck that film. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I won't be as brutal because it, it was a decent movie. Um, Mary Poppins Returns. Else, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, not bad. Um, in terms of, like, we're lucky that we're blessed with, like, competent reboots and remakes at the minute, I suppose. Yeah, you, they've gotten better over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I can recognise that it was, you know, a faithful sort of uh, 
re, re, reboot slash remake, mm. sequel, whatever it was. Um, it was definitely faithful to the first one. Yeah, you go, I'm sure it's one of those where you can tell the people behind it have got, like, really love the original type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the film opened with, with like, a musical number and I just gripped my seat and fucking tensed my arse up. I, w- I was ready for two hours of, of pain. sharply tensed Stacey go, how long is this? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god. There was like one point I, I basically fell asleep. It's like, if this is over two and a half hours we're getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a hard watch for me. I came out of the cinema and I just felt like Start crying. <laughs> <laughs> like I had been through an ordeal. Uh, <laughs> So, I don't know what I was thinking going to see Mary Poppins Returns at the cinema. You see the fucking yeah. Blu-ray when it comes out on the shelf, you start having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely wasn't for me, that one. Um, yeah, so th- those two just to chuck in. Um, another film just to chuck in, I, I don't need to talk about massively, but The Meg, uh, I saw. Um, mm. Statham v. Giant Shark. Well, you know, I, I would think that's printing money. How can you go wrong with <laughs> Statham fighting a fucking Megalodon? It was, it was funny, to be fair. Statham like clearly had a good time with it. Oh yeah, I'll say that about it. Um, he, he he was like Statham turned up to twenty, which well, is really strange. Yeah, I can't <laughs> I mean, really I imagine d- that. To be fair, he's already <laughs> like a fifteen in most films. <laughs> I, I just can't. Uh, uh, surely it must have been a deliberate thing. The director was like, "Can you be more Statham?" <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you know how you're totally Jason Statham. <laughs> Could you be more, Because, <laughs> like, every scene was like, what? He just delivered his lines ridiculously. And, and, and every scene was mm-hmm. like, that you cliched... When you picture Statham in your head as an over-the-top cliché, hmm. that was him in, like, every scene. Was he just, like, grimacing and, like, gravelly <laughs> speaking low in every scene? He really was. It's worth saying just for that. It's a big fucking shock. <laughs> you know, literally, that is, like, his lines through the entire film. Um, so it is worth saying just for that. Um, but yeah, strange, strange film because I've not looked online, so I'll, I could be totally wrong. But it must have been funded by Chinese money or something. Probably a lot of films are these days. It, it feels very like there's a Chinese hand in there. Like the, the female uh, protagonist, she's like uh, yeah, she's called Bin Bin Lee or something. Mm-hmm. A name sticks in my head. Mm. Um, you know, she obviously struggles with the English language. Um, a little bit, um, and there's a, there's a few Chinese characters. There's just a few mentions, and and like with the Statham thing, I just I could imagine people that made that film couldn't really didn't have a grasp on English too much. So mm-hmm. like some of the hammy acting just kind of went went by the wayside and wasn't picked up on or something. Mm. I don't know. That that was my impression of the film anyway. Like almost like it was a Chinese made film, but with American actors. I imagine stuff like that though adds to the charm of a film. It's essentially yeah. Statham versus a shark. So. Yeah, yeah, like I said, yeah, bollocks it. Not criticising it for being Chinese-made, just that that was my take on that film. Like, I wonder if that was the case. It's like Uh, someone watched Zombie Flesh Eaters and thought, now imagine if the zombie was stiff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I recommend it. Just, like, get, get, like, a little bit drunk first, and you'll probably thoroughly enjoy it. I was drunk when I watched films. (laughs) Because I I was, like, a bit tipsy watching it, and I kind of thoroughly enjoyed it, to be Mm. honest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Any more? uh, (laughs) A few more. I'll I'll get through them. Uh, Show's going to be eight hours long. (laughs) Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. uh, Sequel that nobody wanted. No. Uh, Yeah, it was was a film. (laughs) 
It was competently made. It was and enough. It, had a it was enough. Start, middle, and end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't remember dick about it. Um, game night, not too bad. Jason, I meant to watch Bateman. that um, the other night, but I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's probably on Sky and stuff. Isn't yeah, it, these yeah days? and I like yeah. I like Jason Bateman. So. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Has a pretty cool twist at the end. Um, and the there's the guy that he plays like a cop in it, the neighbor. He has like a basically a stalker neighbor. Mm. Um, I got there was a few genuine laughs at him. Basically, mm. it was it was good. So I recommend that as like an easy film to just chuck on. Did um, you ever watch um, the the <coughs> gift? The gift. I think is it the gift. It's the gift. G- it's a horror movie with Jason. No, a horror thriller with uh, Jason Bateman and um, that Aaron. Not Aaron. Um, fuck Joel Edgerton. No, no. Is it the gift? It it's something like that. Where he, he yeah. plays like, he's a, Jason Bateman's like a family man and he meets this guy that he used to know in school that he kind of bullied. Mm. And he tries, the, the guy tries to befriend him. It's really good. You get a chance Is to it? watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a well, Blumhouse yeah. film. Um, came yeah, out like right. two or three years ago. Mm. Yeah, give it a watch. Yeah, will do. Um, yeah, because yeah, Bateman, he's cool. He is cool. I mm. do like him. He, he has a good like way of doing like awkward humour. He's like, he's quite a straight man. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I like that. You know, ever since like Leslie Nielsen, I've always loved a good straight man in comedy. To yeah. be honest, like, yeah. I'm one of those fucking hipster Bateman fans. I've been a fan since Teen Wolf fucking two. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I not one of these Arrested that. Development bandwagon fucking jumpers. Teen Wolf <laughs> two is the original That's where Bateman it's at. classic. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I always forget he's in that. Yeah, masterpiece. So Teen Wolf two. <laughs> <Fucking> masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've got I've got two more films. Me, me, me two favourite films, mm. which are which are neck and neck. I can't really no. split them up. Yeah. So what's yours though? Well, my number one is oh three actually. Shit, I've got three. three. <laughs> okay, no. Go on though. Uh, sorry. My number one is Hereditary. Yeah, I forgot about Hereditary. Oh, there you go. I thought you I thought you'd know what it was. <laughs> well, I guessed it probably was, but I I guess during the conversation I've totally forgotten about Hereditary. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I've got three favourites. I'll, I'll be, f- yeah, three favourites, mm. definitely. Because, um, yeah, I was deliberately saving that as well, to be fair, to mm. up the top. Uh, yeah, it, I, listen, I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't really like it when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. My initial reaction was, I don't know, I, d- I, d- I don't think I like that. Your initial reaction was, fucking stupid. Fucking stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't scary. Where, where were all the monsters in that? Where was all the CGI in that? <laughs> um, but then, like, I found myself thinking about it. Those, uh, are, the best, over, those are the best type of horror films. <clears throat> yeah, it's fucked up. It just it stays with you, I mm-hmm. guess. And, yep. and you, you think about it and think, huh, no. And you think, yeah, that bit was kind of creepy. So did, it, did it click more when we watched it? Because that was, yeah. was that the second time you watched it? Yeah, it was the second time I watched it with you, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. When you know where the film's kind of going, it doesn't feel like the person's a problem. Yeah, because like, you've sort of, you know, you've... You know where it's going, and on your second time, you're like seeing exactly how it all comes together and how good it yeah. all comes together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I fucking so, yeah. love this. Some people fucking hate it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, a, it's definitely a, seems to be a love or hate type of film, but mm. I think it just depends what kind of horror gets under your skin. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and there's just not enough films that build suspense, right? And I no. think this one really does it. Mm. it one, well, it layers it. One thing I did not. I don't know how <laughs> the fuck I missed this. I don't know if you missed it as well, mm. but I was watching clips of it on YouTube. Yeah. You know that the shot where it, it it does it numerous times throughout the film where it's a shot of the house and it goes from day to night. Oh yeah. You know the very last time it does that. Did you notice all the people naked in the garden? No. <laughs> watch no, watch it. Ag- watch it again. The stuff like I really liked that it do- it it does that you would expect it not to do. Mm-hmm. Like the the bit when she's up in the in the the 
you know, in oh, the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and she's just there in the background, and you're expecting a kind of a jump scare. Mm. But then it doesn't do the jump scare you're expecting, but then it does do a different jump scare. Yeah. And it's like perfect horror. It's like it, it catches you off guard. It knocks you off, off your, your balance yeah. and then fucking hits you with that, something. That whole, like, five, ten-minute scene with, like, him just slowly walking around the house and stuff, it's so fucking unnerving. Mm. And then, of course, my favourite naked guy in the doorway smiling, <laughs> yeah, which just makes you go, fun, yeah. what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. it just gets progressively weirder as it mm. goes along. Great film, though. Yeah, definitely. Highly, highly recommend it. I think, like, yeah, it's favourite horror of, of the year for me, probably. Mm. It's a tough one, because, like, Mandy's not really a horror film. Kind of sits next to it. It was very close between them two. Yeah, so, I mean, that, they were kind of joint, but I think I need to watch Mandy again. Mm. That's kind of a lot and, to take in on first viewing. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's a, re- a revenge film, really, strictly speaking. And that's what I mean, like, I've got a lot of favourite films, but it's kind of unfair to put them above each other. Mm, yeah. Because they're kind of different. Um, like I said Mandy has horror elements, obviously. I mean, look at yeah. the motorbike gang and stuff, you know. Yeah, which yeah, true. you know, fucking, you get people coming out going, uh, "Panos Cosmatos should direct the Hellraiser reboot." It's like, no, he shouldn't. He should do another original film. Just because he did something that's similar to Hellraiser doesn't mean he should remake fucking Hellraiser. Yeah, don't box them into awful remakes and then ruin the careers like the, we always talk about. That's the annoying thing. It's like we always have a joke that like that's how fucking movie studios act. Like, what would you like to remake, Mr. Original Filmmaker? But now like fans are in that mindset as well. Yeah. As soon as someone like, does something original, oh they should remake this because they're so used to remakes being the fucking next logical step. <laughs> Pain in the fucking arse. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Annoys, just annoys the fuck out of us. Nice tangent there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so any more than two? Yeah. Well, my last two favourites. So yeah, let's say I've got three. Um, I, I mean, I've got to be honest. Probably my absolute favourite. So I'll just jump ahead and do it. Uh, is Spider Man into Spider Verse? Yeah, I've heard that's fucking great. Yeah. That is my favourite film of the year, I would mm. say, like... Um, it's that, that certainly was, was like, that made by the guys who were fired from Solo as well? <coughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're yeah, like, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's a film that I genuinely laughed at multiple times. Mm. Um, it, it did actually make me laugh. Um, visually fucking very, very stunning. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it incorporates so much. And, and when I mentioned earlier about films being two hours long and shit, like, this film is cram-packed with stuff. It introduces, like, something like six different Spider-Man, off the top of my head, Spider-People. Mm. Um, but it's still, like, I think it's only, like, an, an hour and 30-odd minutes, 34, maybe Lovely. it's an hour and 40. Lovely. Um, and it, it just does it so competently. It, it just crams it all in. The, the film never stops. It's got great heart. And like I said, visually, it, it, it pays homage to the comics and stuff really well. Mm. Um, and it, it just introduces people. If if you've never watched a Spider-Man film, it's like the perfect Spider-Man film to watch, ironically, as well. Yeah. For all it encompasses, like, alternate universes and shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, fantastic film. It's really, it, really good. It seemed to just... It's probably just because I wasn't paying attention, but it seemed to just come out of nowhere. <laughs> kind of, yeah. There was, like, a trailer late in the air and stuff, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, because I had heard about it, and I kind of thought, oh, it's like one of these cartoons, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds terrible. Cartoons for bits! I'll correct myself, it, it's one of these comic book cartoons that mm. happens. You know, there's been a slew of them recently where, like, some of them are a bit middling. I think I enjoyed The Killing Joke, mm. um, but there was, like, uh, Dark Knight Returns, which I didn't really like. It was, like, really, it, it felt kind of knocked together really quickly. Mm. 
And I always see them on Netflix, like Avengers cartoons. Oh, there's fucking loads of them, yeah. And I'm always like, Ugh. so when I heard it was like a Spider-Man cartoon, that was my reaction bit. I thought, oh, is it just going to be like a half-assed fucking effort mm. sort of thing? Um, but God, the amount of love. Apparently, they've been making it for years. Yeah, yeah. apparently, like for, for youngs. So yeah, when I saw the trailer, anyway, I, it got me interested. I thought, oh, that does actually look pretty good. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was quite excited to see it, and yeah, definitely highly recommend. Yeah, it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yes. Um, and then me, me last one, uh, which I only saw the other day, Black Klansman. Yeah, got, yeah. got to be honest, that's up there. It, it I, I would say that's my favourite comedy film of the year. Mm. Um, and it, it's a tough one because it's not outright a comedy film. No, no. But there's a lot of humour in it. Um, I'm not a massive Spike Lee fan, to be honest. Generally. Mm. Um, I don't even uh, know if I've, I've seen many Spike Lee films, to be honest. I've seen a couple over the years. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just never... I don't know, he's just one of them guys. I think, like, does he always go for, like, a strong message and... You know, Most of the he, time, he's quite a, like, you know... His films mm. are usually based around a, a quite strong message. Yeah. Um, but with this one, yeah, really, really good. The, the humour and stuff. Again, a film that made us laugh, laugh quite a few times. Mm. Um, and... It's it's just nice to see um, a film based on true events, but it like it's not scared to just say outright like, listen, it's based on true events, but we're, we're telling a story as well that's entertaining. So it, it doesn't stick to like historical facts either. Mm. Yeah, uh, most fucking films like that should, should need to have a disclaimer because some people just take think mm. based on a true story means this is one hundred percent accurate. Mm, definitely, yeah, because I think I did see some criticism at the time when it when it came out. Like people were like, oh, "Actually, I've read on the internet that didn't happen," sort of thing. Mm. And it's like I'm pretty sure in all the like promotional stuff they were saying like it's a fantastical retelling of like actual events. They were, they were, they were using language like that or something. So they were trying to say straight away like this isn't like a factual documentary or anything. Mm. But yeah, dumb shits are like <laughs> didn't happen that way. <laughs> Um, but there's a bit at the end I, I won't say it but fuck me it really caught us off guard it, it was like being smacked in the face because um, mm. it, it's it's a good comedy film but I, I, it, it pretty much got tears out of me at the end um, um, and not because it's sad that's all I'll say yeah, it's yeah. Not, I didn't I didn't cry it just it was a, a surprise and emotional response that got out of us where I was like oh my god I if it made you cry yeah. Jesus yeah <laughs> although that's not fair you cry at like episodes of Star Trek and shit <laughs> yeah too right cry. <laughs> every time I watch Lion King it's like fucking someone's punched us in the gut <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I can't wait for you to watch it I hope you like it mm. um, yeah and you'll have to let us know what you think of the yeah, end yeah, yeah. Such, such a good ending yeah yeah that's it then. Yes, what a what a wrap up, Chris. We're already an hour and five minutes <laughs> into the show, and we haven't even done the fucking review yet. So that's the show, folks. Yeah, we'll do it next week, folks. <laughs> nah, fuck it. It's been a while since we've had a mammoth show that'll take us two years to edit. But mm. It's the new year. We'll start big. Yeah, definitely. And a few more things. So I just thought I'd make, I did this last year, so I thought I'd do it again this year. Favorite Blu-ray release of the year was mm. um, the Police Story box set from Eureka. Yeah, the film I've been clamoring to get on since on Blu-ray since the format fucking came out, and they did it justice and more if you ask mm. me yeah it'd be a tough one for me to pick yeah I'll, I'll maybe say that and also just chuck in the John Carpenter releases yeah they out. were nice yeah yeah the the four the four of them escaped from New York still uh, bought any of them fog. Yes. <laughs> you know yeah, I'll no. just snap them up man yeah okay. um, it, it was a hard one to decide whether to get the steelbooks or the normal because the normal have really cool covers mm. uh, of that, that like bright poppy art 
that they went yeah, with. Yeah. And then the steelbooks were really nice as well. I, I've got to be honest. That's why they do it. That's why they I do know, it. Until you fucking buy them all. <laughs> I was just about to say, I could be tempted yeah. <laughs> to buy the, the normal versions as well. I just okay. like a nice collector's edition now. Like, I'm yeah. not asked about steelbooks. Like, I like the, no. like, I was going to say, my runner up is the City of the Living Dead special edition Arrow put out, the new, mm-hmm. uh, with the new scan on it and stuff. Mm. Because they, it's got some new extras. The film looks better than the first release, and the, the packaging's just nice. I like those like big hard boxes they do. It's like a big old VHS case yeah. or something reminds us of. Yeah. And I said, that film has fucking newly discovered behind-the-scenes footage, like 8mm footage shot at the time. And like I was saying to you, how often do you get to see like behind-the-scenes of a fucking Fulci movie? Mm, <laughs> never. Never, no. But yeah, they're my two yeah. my two picks. Please story and State of the Living Dead. Yeah, nice one, yeah. Um, we take a break? Because I need to drink. <laughs> <laughs> drink and have a wee-wee. <laughs> They're a movie podcasts where very serious people talk about very serious things, analysing them like true professional critics in a very serious way. There are also podcasts where drunk or high young'uns talk excitedly over each other about the latest pop culture stuff, dropping references and opinions like they were drugged up skunks. But what if you want both? What about if you want a movie review podcast and website that has a sense of humour, mad songs and weird guests, but also reviews movies with a passion and reverence not seen since Mrs. Penelope Thigh's public access movie Rama show just out of Duluth in 1987? Well, now you can. At no extra cost and with no unnecessary bowel misplacement, it's the After Movie Diner podcast. Available on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher and AfterMovieDiner.com. As sponsored by Titty Headlines, Movie Sanctuary and Facial Massage, please take exit 37 off I-98 and ask for Terrence. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, um, to the show. We're going to do some predictions now. We're going to predict, well, come up with three predictions that may happen in the year of 2019 in the land of filmmaking. Hmm. Let's see, which, see if uh, any of them come true. Would you like to go first, sir? Yes, I've I've tried to go crazy with mine, but I think I've gone really sensible with most of mine. Most of mine, actually, all of mine are pretty sensible. Um, mine is Marvel are going to announce a new cinema franchise, i.e., X Men, Fantastic Four, something like that. I think that's got a strong possibility. Definitely. <laughs> uh, just with the Avengers, like because it's going to be kind of done in it, I guess this year the whole Avengers storyline. So yeah, they'll just start a fresh one though. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, but I, I guess, I, I, I don't know, it, will it be Avengers, or will they just start, like, a series of X-Men films? Like, will they announce they're going to do a Wolverine film? And I think what they'll do is they'll they'll still keep on with the Avengers as the main flagship of the whole thing. Mm. Like, they've been, like, the big films. Mm-hmm. But with them having all these new characters coming from Fox and stuff, they'll just, <coughs> they'll be able to cross over with X-Men and stuff. So, yeah. probably the next X-Men film will be, like, a fucking, I mean, the next Avengers film will have the fucking X-Men in it. yeah. So, yeah, it's a pr- quite a safe bet. <laughs> Mine is, going off one of our themes recently, I think Lethal Weapon 5 will be announced this year. Mm. With Shane Black writing and possibly directing. Yeah, I could say that. Yeah. Because I was looking up, Richard Donner hasn't done a film since 2006, and he's not a young man. No. So I don't, I don't, I'm not saying he couldn't, I'm saying he might think, I don't know, I can't be awesome. <laughs> um, he'll be, like, on as an executive producer or something. Yeah, he'll, he'll have some involvement, definitely, yeah. if he doesn't direct <laughs> it. But yeah, I think it, I think Shane Black writing it, seeing as he's, he's, he's been more prolific the past couple of years, and mm. he's directing more, so I think that they're definitely offered to him, and they've said, you know, they'd be up for doing it, Gibson mm. Glover, so I can mm. see it happening. Yeah, and, like, having, like, a whole 
new uh, young cops or something coming into it. Yeah. Grandchildren yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, I want to see old rigs in Murtaugh with fucking, like, bad knees and shit. Yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Of course, <laughs> if fucking Shane Black's writing it, you know for a fact he'll kill off rigs. And <laughs> 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 it'll be yeah. like, no, Shane, it's yeah. too late. Like, nobody wants to see that. Like, yeah. we've experienced that shit in Star Wars Force Awakens. And, like, I don't know, nobody wanted that. <laughs> no. Like, it, it, work, it works with rigs that, like, in between one and two, you can get away with that, but you can't get away with it now. He's nah. a happy family man now. He's got kids and shit. And <laughs> uh, what's yours next one, sir? Um, Spider-Man gets rebooted. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> just start again. It's good, but we want to reboot it. <laughs> we want to want to do it with a female this time. A Chinese female. Because, to be we're, really... so, because we're Sony pictures and we're fucking stupid. <laughs> Um, nah, um, I think, I reckon the new Batman film, I reckon they're going to announce a new Batman film again. Like a f- new reboot. Even. Yeah, even though it's it would be extremely ill-advised, I think they're going to, they just won't be able to resist that big fuck-off pot of money. And like, the, oh, the, yeah, yeah. and you know, the DC universe, now that the dust's starting to settle on Justice League, and Aquaman was quite good, they've got Wonder Woman coming out this year, so there's, there's going to be like some positive press around DC, and I think they'll just get excited and be like, oh, we're making a new Batman film. Well, now, well, that, that the Batman that's been in development for ages, that was supposed to be Affleck as Batman, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with that, but what do you, I mean, what do you think they're going to do? Are they going to just recast Batman, yeah. or are they going to just start again with Batman, like they're doing with Joker, they're just going to have... Mm. Oh, just a Batman film. It's got nothing to do with the yeah, DC. Yeah, a Batman film. That's yeah. like standalone. Yeah, because surprise because obviously yeah. we've got that Joker thing coming out as well. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't think. Well, you know, obviously we won't see any trailers or out or out like that. But I just think there'll be an announcement at some point, mm. like a teaser yeah. with just Batman or something. Yeah, wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. They'd be, yeah. they'd be, they'd be, they can't. They're not going to sit on the Batman character. They're no. going to have to do something with it. It's just mm. printing, you know, printing money on the fucking Batman. But movie out every other year. They probably shouldn't, though. Like I said, they should probably like chill on that whole thing. Yeah, they should. They should wait, but they won't. <laughs> no, like I said when Avengers comes out, I think that'll be after Avengers. If it's going to happen, we'll probably get some sort of announcement after Avengers. Yeah. Do you have any uh, casting options in mind? <laughs> it's somebody that we've not seen before. I've got to mm. be honest. Maybe it's like an unknown. I do like the idea of that. I mean, I never watched Mad Men, mm, yeah. but when anyone brings up John Hamm, I'm like, mm. he fucking is Bruce Wayne. Mm. True. Uh, yeah. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was another one that was thrown around as well. Yeah. He'd probably work, actually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, buff him up and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think just somebody new, really. Like, let somebody cut the teeth and that. Uh, if you think almost every cinema Batman's kind of been played by somebody that's already pre-established. Yeah. Which yeah. is mad. I know they should cast Carl Urban. <laughs> yeah, bless him. It'll yeah. tank. He's one of those guys as well. Like, I know, unfortunately. Through no fault of his own, things just tank when he, get, when he gets What's happening with that Dread series? Mm, Wasn't yeah. it supposed to be a Dread series with him in it? it well, it was never t- fully confirmed if he's in it. But there oh. was, it was a Dread. It was called, like, was it called like Mega City 1 or something? Or it was, something like that, It's yeah. going to be about... Yeah. Have anything for ages? No, I think it's all it's all quiet. Well, it might happen, it might not. Uh, my next one is after the... I've mentioned this on the one we reviewed Halloween, but I think they'll announce a new Elm Street movie with Robert Englund. Mm. It, like, a new sequel. Yeah. Don't, I, don't know, I haven't decided, like... I'm not going to predict how they're going to do it, like it's going to ignore sequels, but I think it's it'll fucking happen. Yeah, yeah. After Halloween and stuff, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's proven that it, the formula works. Yeah, New Line will have seen that and went, well... We've got Freddy still. <laughs> <laughs> and even stuff, I mean, I know it's like, 
a totally different genre, but even stuff like Mary Poppins and stuff, mm-hmm. like it's st- it is a sequel. It, they, they, mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They do say it's the, it's Mary Poppins two basically, mm-hmm. and I think it, it's it's going to show Hollywood that like in the right hands, those sequels to like long forgotten sort of franchises in their minds yeah. um, that they do work. People will actually go out and spend money. So yeah, I reckon I reckon we'll see a, a, a nightmare film definitely. I mean, I was going to include Friday the 13th in that as well, but I'm not sure. Because that whole thing with Victor Miller in the lawsuit and the mm. rights to the character, I'm just like, oh, I'm not even going to, I don't even like want to get into it. Uh, mm. No, God I th- knows what'll happen with that. If I was, if I was going to gamble anything out of the two of them, it would be Nightmare, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Even though it's, you know, it's had the more recent reboot, right? Yeah. It has, hasn't it? I was fucking. Oh no! I mean, that, was, that, that was 2010. Yeah, no. Like it, that's what I was thinking. It seems that like it wasn't that long ago, but it actually was. Mm. Yeah, it's long enough that everyone's forgotten about that film. Mm. Not that time means anything to studios. No, <laughs> the fucking go quick shit's rebooted. <laughs> yeah, too right. Like a Spider-Man. Yeah, book. every three years or something. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think we'll see. Did you see the clip of him on that Goldberg show as Freddy a couple of months ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I w- was good. I would be on board for it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I would. I'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. He's like the right edge now <laughs> to to do it. Ironically, yeah. I don't. I just don't. I don't want the last Freddy movie to be Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. What yeah, a right. way to end the series. I know. Like the Friday Thirteenth reboot. I don't love it, but it's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of okay with that being the last Jason movie, and not okay. You know, thankfully, Freddy vs. Jason isn't the last Friday Thirteenth. Mm, yeah. What's your next one, sir? Final one. Um, sort of Disney again, really, but I, I think George Lucas coming back on board to Star Wars really? in some fashion. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get fucking desperate. Re- get more money. I reckon the backlash is still going to be going on by the time Episode Nine comes out. Mm-hmm. I reckon people will be positive to Episode Nine. Uh, in some, because uh, I think they're, they're going to play it fucking ultra safe. They really of are. Course, We've yeah. joked about it, but I reckon it's ultra safe. This one, they'll bring Vader back or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. Some really fan pleasing thing. Yeah. Um, and but I still think it, it it probably won't do as well as what they were hoping. Uh, and it won't like it's not going to single handedly course correct Star Wars. I don't no, know. No. Um, so yeah, maybe it's like later on down the yeah like. They're going to announce a new film, and George Lucas is like writing it or something. I don't. I don't think they'd be on for directing it. No, no, but no. But I think they'll use his name as like star power at some point this year. I want the open scene of Episode Nine to be back on uh, that planet Luke was on, mm. and Luke just fades back into existence and goes, "Ooh, that was close." <laughs> that's that's, and then just then looks at the camera and goes, "Fuck you, right, John?" <laughs> yeah, just winks. <laughs> yeah. I just can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to see it because I'm excited to watch the film. Really, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it to see how they're gonna course correct yeah. it or try. Yeah, <laughs> basically, what what is that fan pleasing moment that they feel is gonna get that that whole film franchise back on course? Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something like I know they've been very safe with trailers for the Star Wars movies. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if the first teaser for episode nine has something big in it to get people excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some some visual thing that makes people like gasp and go, "Shit, mm. that's gonna that's gonna happen, or that's gonna be yeah, it. easily that's gonna be the case." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my last one and probably the least likely is at season four, Twin Peaks. I doubt that's gonna happen, but is that what you're hoping <laughs> for? <laughs> I kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's it it needs another one. Does it? Yeah. yeah, can't really comment because I don't know the story. No, I, was gonna say, I can't comment because I don't want to spoil the third <laughs> no. one. Yeah, but it, it could that another one could happen, right? And people want it to happen, but 
it took them fucking five years mm. to write the third season. So mm. yeah, it was. And how many years in the making? In, in a sense, you know, like that. Oh no, was yeah. it was it like what twenty odd years or something between two and three? Uh, twenty five mm. between two and three. Yeah. yeah so. I think it ended up being twenty six because of how long it took to shoot. So. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, I hope it happens. I don't know. I don't think it will. I think <laughs> the other two are more likely to happen. But mm. David Lynch likes fucking with people. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> he'll he'll like do what Star Wars gets fucked around with. He'll announce like a new animated Twin Peaks or something. Yeah, right. now be like, I'm going to announce Twin Peaks coffee. <laughs> You're <laughs> totally. like, fuck David, <laughs> troll bastard. Or like uh, a mobile phone game or something. Yeah, <laughs> an app. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it in. I'm trying to think what what happened recently with oh, I, oh Diablo. <laughs> well, yeah, Diablo. Yeah, and then like, did you ever watch any of the footage? Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's fucking yeah. great. And the guys, like, oh, he's just trying to claw it back, and the crowd is silent. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> it's just like fucking, oh, just the biggest train wreck. Yeah, you could hear crickets and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, literally, I think yesterday Fox announced a sequel to um, Alien Isolation. Um, oh yeah, I did see that. Well. Yeah, and everyone yeah. and everyone's like, <gasps> and then it's like it's a mobile phone game. <laughs> and everyone's Apparently, like, it's like <gasps> just a Five Nights at Freddy's clone or something. Yeah, but with aliens. Yeah, like oh, when when are they gonna learn? <laughs> people don't I want know. announcements like that. No. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so, like, yeah. People obviously play mobile games, but for fuck's sake, <laughs> <laughs> don't announce yeah. it like it's a big deal. No. So yeah, Twin, Twin Peaks, the mobile phone game, definitely. Yeah, it's going to happen, yeah. <laughs> But it's just surreal as fuck and you can't complete it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got to speak in there with backwards to move along. And uh, as a bonus, just because I know this is going to happen, there's mm. been no announcement, but I know it's going to happen, is that Arrow will release a new release of Zombie Flesh Eaters with the 4K transfer. Because mm. it's available, Blue Underground have already released it and Arrow will be stupid not to re-release yeah. it. So yeah, so, yeah that's going to happen. And I guess we'll get with RoboCop. Have they actually officially announced it yet? No, but it's definitely coming because the, the um, people are getting it in the releases, like the postcard. Yeah. You know, you get the postcards in our releases yeah, of like yeah. stuff they're going to release. People are randomly getting RoboCop ones, and we're like, <gasps> so. well, I think the the Arrow uh, like Instagram account or something sent yeah. a few ads as well, like pictures yeah, think, of RoboCop and that. They've semi-officially announced it, yeah. but they haven't announced what's on it when it's out, type mm. of thing. But. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That'll be fucking amazing. Yeah, mm, looking forward to that. Yeah. I've already got the Blu-ray. Like I got steel. I'll definitely double dip if Arrow do a big fucking collector's edition. Mm. And you know what? People are saying in the comments, please include the censored TV version as an extra. Yeah, that would be like, genius. Oh, that 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 would make it complete. Really? Yeah, it really would. Yeah. We need that, and we need an HD remaster of the TV version. I would watch that more than the normal version. <laughs> to be fair. It's fucking like comedy. It's the best comedy ever. Blackboard. Best use of Blackboard ever. <laughs> And fucking tail instead of ass. <laughs> my favourite was always just because it makes prison just seem dead quint, where instead of nobody popped my cherry, he says, nobody pushed me around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went to prison. I was pushed to run like anyone's business. <laughs> <laughs> Left, right and centre, getting shoved. Made it into a comedy, basically. Yeah. I'm trying to think, totally off tangent, but um, did I tell you that I watched, oh Christ, what was it though? Oh, it was Congo. Oh, yeah. I watched yeah. Congo, and it was cut to shreds. It was on at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's not a particularly I... violent film, but... Just don't put it on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Christ. They're, like... They cut it, though, to the point where it just didn't make any sense. Like, you know <laughs> you know the young, nervous guy with the curly hair that, like, doesn't uh. want to be there, and he, he gets killed by an ape. And I think that an ape chucks a head at somebody... Yeah, and then he collapses out of fright and dies. Basically, mm. they cut that like entire ten minute section out of the film. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, the whole thing's too violent." 
<laughs> so that that nervous little guy's like, oh, I don't want to be here. And then he like walks out in the jungle, and that's the last time you ever <laughs> see him. <laughs> It's just not in the film anymore. I love that where censorship gets so bad that the film doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, and like yeah. the bit at the end when she's got the the like laser satellite, and that that line where she says like, "Oh, it's the latest thing in in communication," and then mm. she starts lasering all the gorillas. Like yeah. the only thing they're left in is everyone's reaction to the gorillas getting lasered. <laughs> so so you're like, what the fuck should they do to the gorillas? <laughs> you don't know. Because she just literally says, oh, it's a latest thing in communication, and then just shots of them all going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was such a, it, was, it was such a funny edit. I did, like, oh, chuckle yeah. at myself. Like, oh, my God. So I just, it surprised me. I didn't think they still did that, the films, but apparently they do. Yeah, that's quite surprising, yeah, because yeah. normally like, these days it's like, no, we'll, we'll just put it on either, like, a, pass, a password channel like Sky does, mm. or we'll just put it on at the normal, like, a fucking reasonable time, like <clears> 10 o'clock at night or yeah. 9 or something like that, but... So anyway, yeah. so tired about Star Trek now. Tired about that Star Trek film. <laughs> <laughs> that Star Trek Star Trek IV from 1986, The Voyage Home, directed uh, once again by Leonard Nimoy, who did two as well, didn't mm. he? Uh, three, three, sorry. Three. Yeah. Um, so what's, this, what's the plot yeah. of this, this Star Trek? I mean, I could summarise it by saying it's the one with the whales. There you go, that's all you need. That's how I always remember it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, to give it a proper synopsis, uh, a powerful, mysterious probe emerges from the depths of space and wreaks havoc across the globe. Kirk and crew returning from the planet Vulcan aboard a captured Klingon vessel must venture back in time to 1986 for budgetary reasons uh, <laughs> and in order to bring whales back to the future and satisfy the probe's search before all life is destroyed on Earth. Kind of fucked up, were you just saying back to the future? Because mm. Christopher Lloyd was in the last one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's bit of did you watch that? I forgot to ask you, did you watch the no, third one? No, I didn't. Uh, I, did, I completely forgot. And then I thought, oh, oh, champion, it's got a recap. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, actually, yeah. Most, much like, apparently, everyone else in 1986 well, in the UK. I was thinking, it's the it's fucking Reinders of Friday the 13th, and they're both Paramount mm. franchises. I'm like, the Paramount just like a nice recap. <laughs> no, in famously, um, Star Trek Four, Star Trek Three, sorry, didn't do very well um, in, in the world. It did, it did well in America. But Star Trek Three really tanked everywhere else in the world, including in, in the UK. Not really. Uh, yeah, it didn't do very well in the UK. Um, so much so, actually, that I mean, get trivia right at the start. But um, in the UK, this film was released as just the Voyage Home, and then in small print, Star Trek. Um, <laughs> that little bit. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to like remove any sort of imagery. So like, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think in the trailer, it doesn't even mention it's a Star Trek film and things in the UK. Really? Um, so, because of that reason, um, when the, when Star Trek Four was released, they were worried like nobody would have seen Star Trek Three uh, over here. So, mm. the the banged on like a little uh, epilogue scene, that ex- uh, prologue scene. It's really odd the way it starts as well, because mm. it starts with the Paramount logo, mm. the recap, 
and then the film starts again with the Paramount logo. I'm like, it, it almost feels like it's not the trailer, but it feels like they just banged the trailer at mm. the start for like three. Yeah, really strange and that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a shame because like, and actually, you know, Ford didn't do very well either, really, in the UK. Uh, uh, like after all, and probably because the weird marketing that they did around it. That um, sounds fucking weird that they're just not fucking marketing it. I don't care if the last one didn't do well. It's like, it's still fucking Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. And like, as if they were fooling anyone. It's got, yeah, it's got like, Captain hold Kirk. Hold on, that's, that's Kirk and Spock. <laughs> yeah, like, what were they even thinking? Like, because the word Star Trek was in small print, people would be like, oh, I might say it now that it's not a Star Trek film. <laughs> I love like, the fact that it's like small print, because the title to me just reads, The Voyage Home. <laughs> Star Trek! <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking bizarre. Um, so it didn't do very well anyway. It did humongously well in America, though, uh, Star Trek Four. It actually relaunched the Star Trek TV series. Like, the next generation directly happened because of the popularity of this film. Well, I, was, I didn't look up much of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm. I was too busy fucking making notes because I said I'd never seen this before, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't want to fucking miss anything. But the only thing I did read was that the, the reason the budget was slashed for Next Generation was because of Shatner's pay rise for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you cheeky fuck chat. Yeah, well, it, it, this was the height of his uh, TJ Hooker career. Mm. So, it, it, to be honest, from all accounts, he wasn't really on board with this film at all, right up until the, the last minute when the, the which light is up, crash. Which is, you can't tell. No, no. He looks like he's having the fuck time of his life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, But yeah, f- f- I suppose because of all the money and stuff. The <laughs> now he's happy. <laughs> I love though, like, because yeah, they the did, they slashed heavily the budget of TNG, but like, they, they also just pissed money away on this film. They were, they were quite wasteful. For all, I joke about the budgetary reasons. I mean, they filmed it in 1980, the, the crew go back to 1986, and it's clearly to save money as well, clearly. Because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no sets, you just go, go to the middle of San Francisco and film. <laughs> Basically, um, but then again, they were like ultra splurgy with the money light like, on this film. Ultra splurgy, like building sets and binning them, and like I think there's a story about when they filmed in in the in a restaurant, they like fitted a whole new pizza oven for, for the restaurant because no reason. Yeah, well, because they thought, mm, well, there's no pizza oven in this restaurant, and people won't like buy into it or something. So they like they just bought a whole pizza oven and installed it for this restaurant. Like fucking hell, how wasteful with money were you? The what, I listened to like the first ten minutes of the commentary just because it's fucking Leonard Nimoy and Shatner together doing it. Mm. And they, 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 there's another reason as well that they might have spent so much money is because they said like after every there was no intention to make a trilogy of like two three and four mm. so every star trek film was apparently always supposed to be the last one yeah yeah so they really would just was. fucking demolish the fucking sets and stuff and have to rebuild them again for each film yeah they did they just chucked them out basically yeah, yeah so wasteful i mean i think there was a lot of uh when they were making tng in order to save money they basically scrimped and stole all the sets from this film so that like that's how they got the the money back a little bit. Like now, I just imagine mm. Patrick Stewart sneaking in with a ski mask at night and nicking them all before they bin them. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Him and Fricks. <laughs> well, there's stuff like the bits of the set, you know, in like in, in the Federation headquarters and stuff. Uh-huh. Like all that set was like cobbled together, and it, they built the like TNG sets out of that set, basically. Oh, right, yeah. So, like, the the table that they're all hovering over the, uh, and, like, looking at it, that's, like, in engineering and stuff, that table. Mm. So, it's, like, quite interesting to spot the set pieces as a Star Trek fan and be like, oh, I recognise that bit of set. Yeah, yeah. You 
So I say we'll open with a big recap of Search for Spock, which was handy for me because I hadn't seen Search for I knew the story, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's about the Search for Spock, and he's in this one, so I guess they found him. Yeah, <laughs> Dedication to the Challenger, which I thought was very classy at the start. Yeah, yeah, because this was the year uh, where, was it, seven people died? And mm. Just exploded over Florida or California, I can't remember. And you can just imagine as well, like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who work for NASA are fucking Star Trek fans. Yeah, a lot of people, like, get, get into... Being an astronaut because of the love of Star Trek, that you yeah. know, there's been a lot of quotes over the years from people saying, "Oh, because yeah. of Star Trek." Yeah, so yeah. that was a really classy. Thing mm. Yeah, nice. The, the main, does it just made as the main theme over the credits have a Christmas feel? To it? <laughs> yeah, Christmas. it does. The boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh, I want to watch this on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, Stacey like commented on that straight away. Like, why does yeah. it feel like a Christmas film? <laughs> <laughs> I thought if I put in Santa Claus the movie back. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has a weird Christmas tone to it. Like for some reason. <laughs> Uh, we're cut to a ship with fucking Pai Mei from Kill Bill on deck. Get yeah, out. yeah, it's the uh, it's the Saratoga. USS Hold on, Saratoga, I don't want to so. say Pai Mei from Kill Bill. He was in other films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to be one of them that thinks Tarantino invented everything. <laughs> yeah. The ship comes across a big s- cylinder with a football on the bottom. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> it's uh, a weird design. Yeah, it is actually. And it, it it always it reminds me of like Dune or something. That's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. I was like, they're going to open this and a giant mutant whale's going to be inside <laughs> it, like June. <laughs> like the, that fucking thing at the start. Yeah. Um, fun bit of trivia, this. Um, the, you know the noise that it makes? The like, wah, 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 wah noise. Yeah. When they were trying to like decide what it should sound like, um, Leonard Moy literally was like, oh, it should sound like wub, 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 wub. And the sound, like, you know, like in the cannibal films. <laughs> yeah. um, but the sound guy apparently was like, well, let's just record that then and use that. And that's what they did. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, Leonard and I just got in a booth and went wub, 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 wub. And then they just digitised it and like put some effects on it. <laughs> like, really, the, one of the Paramount execs was on the sound guy's arse going, you better save some fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <definitely. laughs> Leonard, you don't just want to record it yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it comes across the, uh, the probe thing. And But at a town hall meeting, as I called it, uh, the Klingons declare that Kirk is a terrorist. Obviously, I'm guessing this is due to what happened in... Yeah, because uh, they're basically they trick the Klingons into boarding the Enterprise, um, and they all beam down the planet and they set a self destruct that like wipes out the Klingon crew mm. uh, and killing them. And then like Kirk has a a one on one with uh, Captain Korg, uh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, mm. and kills him as well. Best them in combat. I will have uh, to watch three. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it is really good. Uh, See, three's a one. It's always like I don't know whether it's just because like this one's quite a fan favorite, two's quite a fan favorite, mm. like three's like the sort of like not dodgy sequel because I haven't seen it, but you know like the the dark horse. It is a little bit uh, though, and it, it also it has like quite a a dark not a dark premise, but it has a, a feeling about it that's like meaner than the others because the mm. main protagonist like a Klingon and it like the Klingons really this at one point somebody gets quite meanly killed and it has quite a, like a dark tone to it. Yeah, um, and like I said, it it just didn't have that much exposure in the UK. I, I don't mm. know; it, people just didn't say it as much, so it wasn't. I haven't I read or heard that before. I think it was on um, Red Letter when they talk about Star Trek. They, they have a theory that it's the odd number Star Trek films that are the worst ones. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is usually said. Yeah. That's probably another reason I think there's all like one, three, five. No one likes five. Mm. <laughs> yeah, five is definitely the worst. Like to be fair, <laughs> yeah, I was going to watch that afterwards. And went nah. Funnily enough, I, I don't know if it was like bad luck or his direct involvement or what, but Shatner was supposed to direct this uh, Star Trek four. Um, mm-hmm. That was, like, in the contract. Like, if Nimoy gets to do one, then so does Shatner. 
Um, so, yeah. So, like, oh, if he gets a choice, I get him too. <laughs> Um, so Shatner was going to direct this one, but he was too busy with T.J. Hooker, so mm. Nimoy stepped up. And uh, Shatner ended up directing five, mm. which was like pretty much a pile of shite. And it's like, <laughs> what came first, the shite film or, or Shatner? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What came first, the shit or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, who's to blame for, for it? If Shatner directed this one, would it be, would it have been shite? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, the story's there. It's got a good story. Yeah, so. yeah. I, you know. I mean, Nimoy was heavily involved in writing it, though, as well. Like, he wanted to make There's a it. lot of writers on it, wasn't there? Like, yeah. A lot of people involved with the story and the screenplay. And and Nicholas Meyer, as well, who did two? He did some, like, rewrites for it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he, he did all the, like, uh, 1986 stuff, I think, when they're on Earth and stuff. He, that was all mm. him. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think they the consciously went in this film wanting to make it light-hearted, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. three was quite, like... <laughs> Like a lot of things to take on board and people dying and, and stuff. Two's quite dark as well when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, revenge film basically. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, on planet Matt Payton. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Plus, it looks. Re- I, I assume it looked really good at the time at the cinema. I'm gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but you know what I mean. Like on the big screen with like fuzziness going on and stuff. Yeah, but you look at like the Matt Paytons and the Thing and fucking Star Wars. <laughs> oh, true, true. This one's like. <laughs> It just fucking popped right out of you. I just think, yeah, even I thought that when I watched this film, like, on, on Blu-ray, I was like, eh. Yeah, I was watching the DVD, and I was like, I would not like to see how that haptic stands up on Blu-ray. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It literally just, straight away, you're like, I'm up in. I mean, you'd think, considering yeah. they'd probably save money on, like, not building sets, they'd fucking do a better map in. I mean, don't get us wrong, I couldn't do any better. It's fucking great, but it looks like yeah. a painting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyway, aka Vulcan. Yeah, <laughs> Planet Vulcan for anyone yeah. raging. <laughs> uh, they've renamed the uh, Klingon ship the HMS Bounty. Mm. Um, is this the same? It looked like the, you know that classic episode with the fucking big rock that's in Bill and Ted and stuff. Uh, yes, in is, like, that, is this the same area where you know when he looks yeah. up and he sees thingy stand on the rock? Yeah, it looked it like be. the same. Um, most of Star Trek was always filmed in LA. Um, mm. Like so, yeah, and like the the couple minutes drive from like the desert and stuff. So yeah, I just yeah. thought that was like a nice nod to that episode. I would have I think even at this point that was considered a classic episode. Mm. So. Um, I did like uh, when uh, Spock's doing that test, and it just goes, "How do you feel?" And he just doesn't know how to answer. That was yeah, funny. yeah, it's it's a really nice bit that, and it like he's like he knows shit loads about everything, but like a simple question about his feelings, he's like stumped on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's definitely. got a nice payoff at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, it comes back round when he, he finally knows, like when he's starting to embrace his human side a little bit more mm, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But uh, the probe's starting to fuck up that ship. The Saratoga, yeah, this, and also, interesting, pop fact, I'll do this throughout the entire thing. Um, <laughs> the first uh, female captain. Is I was going to say, you know, what, you know what it is, like fucking Star Trek's always been fucking ahead of the curve for like progressive as far as casting goes and mm. stuff. And here's a film with a fucking black female captain. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if this was made now, the fucking studio would be patting themselves on the back like yeah. the fucking geniuses and stuff. This was nineteen eighty fucking six. Yeah, like they don't even acknowledge it. They're like, yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a big deal. It's yeah. just like this is what it should be like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, this is literally the first time uh, in Star Trek history that there's a female captain mm. as well. I so didn't know that. Didn't know paving that. the way for like Voyager and all that mm. stuff. Yeah. Next to me, notes I put. Who is this curly head imposter playing Savage? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kirstie Alley? Yeah, she, uh, she. I think she demanded too much for Search for Spock. Fuck. Uh, so they, they did actually recast her in Star Trek Three. Yeah. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, so she's not in Star Trek Three. I'm sure she. It was one of them stories where she wanted more than Kirk or something. Uh, and <laughs> Calm down, Alley. <laughs> yeah, not like fuck off. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Yeah, so they just recast her. 
Uh, so they leave Vulcan, and then the probe kicks off some more, and holy shit, it's Michael Berryman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do see him. Instantly, yeah. I was like, that's Michael Berryman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you, if you're going to do, like, aliens and stuff, he's, like, easy, because you don't need to really put prosthetics on him or anything, bless him. What kind of, but, like, he's one of those guys that when you do put prosthetics on him, he's just, because he's got, like, such a unique angular face, mm. that they just work so much better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's one of those guys, I, I, I'd like to meet a lot of people from horror and stuff, like, mm. I'd like to meet Kane Hodder, even though apparently he chokes you. <laughs> um, not hard, but apparently harder than you expect. <laughs> and uh, but I'd love to meet Michael Barron. I've never heard a single negative thing about Michael Barron. I mean, he's apparently the nicest guy ever. Yeah, oh, bless. Yeah, uh, cool. <laughs> someone told a story once at the Metamedic convention, and like someone was there with their kid who was like six, mm. and obviously the kid was looking at him because he looks, you know, he's got a yeah. condition. He looks yeah. different, and the kid asked like what's wrong with you or something like that and Michael mm. Berryman just knelt down and explained exactly what was wrong with him <laughs> and to, like really simply to the kid and then him and the kid were just having a laugh and were best mates and stuff oh, um, but it's not Michael Berryman's show <laughs> 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 we'll nice. get there at some point but they get a message uh, from the Federation saying not to return to Earth because it's all kicking off dude here lads you'll be need help wrong. it's all yeah. going tits up I do like that guy that plays uh, the Admiral the black guy Ad- Admiral Cartwright mm. he's like he, I always think he sounds like Panthro from um he does, he, yeah. Uh, from Thundercats. <laughs> no, yeah, I always think he is, and then I double check and think, oh, he's not, man, fuck. Um, mm. So no, he doesn't voice him, but he, he could have easily voiced him. He does have one yeah. of those great booming voices, mm. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, he comes back, that guy, as well. He does come back in Star Trek Six. It's the same so, character? Yeah, same character. So yeah, we get the same if we're, when we do Six. Like I said, man, um, I had no idea growing up that, like, well, these three in particular <clears throat> are all, like, continuations like a trilogy mm-hmm. I always just assumed Star Trek films were just like different story different story different story just completely singular but like 2, 3 and 4 are a trilogy yeah they are they're all linked yeah it's only 5 that they like start going off on a tangent really yeah. and it's fucked up as well because when I got the end of it I was like okay so this is where the trilogy ends and I was like hold on Friday the 13th 2, 3 and 4 are essentially a trilogy mm. <laughs> the Paramount just like it's a weird <laughs> Paramount connection it's a weird coincidence yeah maybe of an orbiting probe are causing critical damage to this planet. It has almost totally ionized our atmosphere. All power sources have failed. All Earth orbiting starships are powerless. The probe is vaporizing our oceans. We cannot survive unless a way can be found to respond to the probe. Further communications may not be possible. Save your energy. Save yourselves. Avoid the planet Earth at all costs. But Uhura runs the noise from the probe uh, through a couple of filters and audacity in that and <laughs> sees that it's uh, whale noises. It's very similar to whale noises. It's a, like, this plot is fucking mental when you think about it. Yeah, it really is. It's off its tits. The probe just comes to Earth to d- think, like, where's your whales, you fuckers? <laughs> and then the guy, I want to fucking tie the whales, and just kicks off. <laughs> and then straight away, their immediate thought is, we must travel back in time to get whales. <laughs> yeah, he got to that thought a bit too quick. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, bless it. It's done well, but it crams all that into, like, five minutes. <laughs> oh, it does, yeah. They just have to get it, like, get to it as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spock suggests a time warp. And uh, they all have a dance to the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, it's not the first time, interestingly enough, that they do do this exact thing in an episode of the original series as well. 
Yeah, I thought they might have, because they do reference it like Bones are shitting himself, because it's obviously they've done it before and stuff. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the episode. It's like Yesterday's something or other, it's called. Mm. Um, but they go around the sun and stuff. Like, thoroughly unbelievable, of course. <laughs> what, you know? It's a film, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I did like the part where Bones quotes Hamlet. Yeah. And then and then Spock references which act it's from and stuff. And I was like, that's just the Vulcan version of I own the VHS. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got a VHS, fuck you. They probably one up and shit. Spock the yeah. fucking uh, Hamlet hipster. <laughs> uh, I love the, the chemistry, though, between, like, at this point, between Bones and Spock. Like, yeah, it's you awesome. know, it, yeah. It, it really is like, I mean, many people say it, but, like, Star Trek, the main characters of Star Trek are, like, Kirk... Bones and then Spock, like the trifactor mm-hmm. thing. Mm. Um, but like uh, you know, b- by this point in, in the films and that, you can totally say it. Like they're old friends meeting up, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it all yeah, feels genuine, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but they make it through the time warp and they've got to head to San Francisco. They realise that's where the nearest whales are. Kind of mm. dumb to just land in a fucking public park, though, isn't it? I mean, I know it's a cloaking device, but. <laughs> Yeah, you think, I mean, as it's demonstrated later on the film when she runs into it, mm. like, wouldn't a jogger just exactly, like, run into yeah. it? <laughs> kind of mad. Yeah, I did always worry about that as a kid as well. Like, couldn't mm. they just park lights somewhere else? And what are these bin like, men doing picking up the bins at like 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> is that an American thing? Because normally our bins are collected in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it is a nighttime thing. I don't know. Yeah. I always kind of expect as well that the, the dude from Gremlins is going to be one of the bin men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the guy, <laughs> just him and Robert Picardo from the Babs. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I always wait for him and I think, oh no, no he's not in this one. <laughs> there should be bin men in every film. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I do love the, uh, the bin man banter. Like, whenever mm. bin men appear in films, they've always got a bit of banter before it's the same with the burbs. Because I was like, I ain't spending 60 bucks on a goddamn toaster off. That's what did you think of the the visual sequence when they are going back in time? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty trippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all this the CGI faces. And yeah, stuff it was like the just Bless like him. obviously someone had just designed some new program that year, and we're like, we're fucking putting it in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it goes all X Files with the body and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless. Yeah, you can, um, you can tell yeah. when someone just wants to fucking fuck around with some new technology for no reason other than it looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> just chuck it in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the motherfucking 80s now, ladies and gentlemen. I like that it really plays them off as... I mean, it's an obvious choice, but like it plays them off as, you know, like... That's fish out water, water, yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't, like, try to make Kirk seem cool or anything, because Kirk's the cool character. Yeah. He's the one that, like, you know, he's always confident. But it kind of makes even him seem like he kind of doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. In that, like, environment. So he, you know, he ma- he's making mistakes. There's a bit when he, he gets some of the language wrong and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's it's... It's funny, but it's not like making fun of the characters, if you know what I mean. No. It's making fun of them in believable ways where that would happen. But it's yeah. not like the characters are suddenly the jokes of the film or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's just enough to the point where it doesn't make the characters look like dumbasses either. No. So, yeah, because I like the bit when they, they go to sell the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and and like he, he offers them like $100, and he's like, is that good? Yeah, is that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like... Mm. <laughs> it's just funny how they're just like a bunch of kids that have like nicked off to the city for the weekend while you still hand yeah. out the money to them and stuff. It's funny. Yeah. I like as well how like he sells his glasses that Bones give him in Rathacan. And yeah. then he's like, well, they'll make it. Like, it's obviously, let's say, they imply it's like going to go in a loop anyway. Like, this is where they start and they'll end up back to him later type yeah. of thing. 
people have often like sort of said like is is it some sort of like weird paradox that then? I think that's Where, what like, they're going for yeah like his glasses get rebought by bones in the future yeah. and given to him and it's like a circular thing but it's like uh, the next bit later when he uh, Scotty gives him the plans for the um, transparent aluminum and he's mm. like how do we know he didn't invent it yeah that's yeah. a nice moment as well of course fucking risky though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he probably invented it first. They just get back to the future and everyone's like got wings and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a total butterfly effect. Yeah, no one's done a fucking future. T- I don't think they have a time travel where someone totally fucks up the past and goes forward and everyone's got like snouts and tails or something. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, because there's, there's, there was other stuff in the film that was going to do that that was cut. Um, there was a scene where Zulu meets his young, uh, his young granddad, great granddad or something. Mm. There's like, it's in the script uh, where there's, there's like a brief shot where they walk up to a building and it's like a yellow pages building. Yeah, yeah. If you remember yeah. that, and like a Chinese couple run out. Mm. Yeah, I thought I was like, <laughs> part of us was like, oh, this gonna, they're going to do the typical eighties thing, going, ah, he's fucking Chinese. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of they did in the script. Like that, right before that scene cuts off, a young boy was going to run out and like run into um, Tulu and then something was going to come up where he was like, oh, my name's such and such, like, Sulu. Um, and it was going to be like, oh, my God, that's my great-great-grandfather mm. or something. Because there's a scene, there's a, a line in the film where Sulu says he, he was born in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and that was, like, the setup for it. Like, he meets his family or something. Ah, right. uh, But apparently the, it didn't work. On the day, the kid kept crying because he was scared or something. <laughs> so the, they couldn't film it and they were like, oh, fuck it, just cut the scene then. Yeah. But um, yeah, because there's other stuff though about talk about fucking with the future where basically uh, Chekhov leaves his phaser and communicator like on the ship. Oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't even retrieve them, so it's like, does that totally fuck up the future as well? <laughs> <Yeah>. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, you get the classic scene now, which is this. This is the scene I knew about. I mean, I'd seen this scene before on the bus with the punk listening to his music and the nerf yeah. and stuff. It's like the most iconic bit from the film probably yeah it's a nice bit though like everyone's wanted to do that at some point in their life <laughs> yeah it's a shame it's not a real thing <laughs> <laughs> just nerve pinch the, some annoying shit that's sat near them on a bus yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I like the bit where Chekhov like a Russian guy in the mid 80s is just asking for the directions to like the naval base and stuff <laughs> and that cop just looking at him like get out of my face <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like considering battering him yeah yeah, it's a cool reaction, though, yeah. You'd think, like, I don't know, it's strange, though, like, what, why would you just stand silently? Yeah, it's kind of a weird... I was expecting to be like, you're a rescue spy, which they get to later, but yeah. it's a weird reaction that just stares at him. Yeah, and doesn't react at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we meet uh, Dr. Gillian Taylor now as they go to the uh, SeaWorld type of place, and I was... What, I was mm. She came out and I was like, I know her from something. Turns mm. out she's... The only thing I know her from, which is weird, because I haven't seen this film for, like, 25 years, is she's the mum and child's play. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. She, she must is, just yeah. have a really memorable face. Yeah, she, she does really well in this. Film yeah, I really well. enjoyed really her in cool. the film. Yeah. yeah. Do you know about the trivia about uh, it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy? What? <laughs> yeah, her character was uh, originally Eddie Murphy was going to play the character. Really? Um, yeah, and he, the, uh, Eddie Murphy was going to be like a, a UFO nut who like spots the the Klingon ship landing. And, like, it goes on a tangent from there. Um, but uh, right at the last minute, he pulled out to, to star in Golden Child. So they had to rewrite the whole the whole bit of the film. But it, it was literally, the film was written for, like, Eddie Murphy in mind, and he was, like, it was like a done deal, pretty much. I was going to say, was, was, was it literally the same character? Star Trek was just going to go well-progressive and have a interracial gay relationship? 
with him and Shatner. <laughs> I think it would have been quite different. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Christ, imagine that Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that like, almost sounds like a role Eddie Murphy would have taken now. <laughs> I can't imagine him taking that kind of role in the mid eighties. That would have been because I, I think he is he is known as being a Star Trek fan. Once, I think yeah, I've read that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of closet so Star I think, Trek like people you wouldn't expect to be Star Trek. Mm, fans. But he was quite keen to do it, apparently. But then, like, yeah, I'm sure in interviews he said before it was like a massive mistake. Mm. Eh, there's no wrong with Golden Child, Daddy. Didn't, didn't fucking give Golden I, Child shit. Yeah, I don't think he likes it, does he? Though wow. I think he, he was. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Eddie. Fuck him. Don't know what you're talking. Fuck you, Eddie. <laughs> Spock. Yes. About those colourful metaphors that we've discussed. I don't think you should try using them anymore. Why not? Well. For one thing, you haven't quite got the knack of it. I see. And another thing, it's not always necessary to tell the truth. I cannot tell a lie. I don't mean lie. But you could exaggerate. Exaggerate? Exaggerate. You've done it before. Can't you remember? The hell, I can't. Um, it's amazing at this point, though, that no one's questioned why Spock is dressed like a fucking cult leader. <laughs> Yeah, just walking around with his robes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I do like that little bit. I forgot to note down earlier where he's like, people probably haven't seen an extraterrestrial before. And he just slowly rips a bit off and ties it head back around. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a nicely done scene with no dialogue. It's funny. Yeah, nice and simple. Yeah. <laughs> and when they're on the thing, Spock just appears in the tank <laughs> with the whale. I, yeah, I lo- absolutely love Shatner's reaction. Yeah, like, though. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like gasping and putting his hand on his <laughs> yeah. face and stuff. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I love one of the the Chipotle, because she freaks out because they're saying shit like you know Spock just unintentionally dropping hints that they're from the fucking future and stuff. Yeah. And when they meet up later, and he's like, "Oh, he's a child of the sixties. He he did too much LDS." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like he he tries to play it off as cool, but actually he's totally fucked up. Like he's casually like, "Oh, I've got this in the bag. I've got this in the bag. LDS." (laughs) And she's like, "LDS, huh?" In the awesome bit where she says, "Do you like Italian?" And they're like, "Yes, no, no, yes." He does as well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think originally they were just they were just gonna. They, they, apparently, they totally ad libbed that bit. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah. Yeah, in the script, they were, it was just like they would both say yes, mm-hmm. but they just totally, for whatever reason, just did that little bit. Yeah. yeah I really just love the, the pause and then Spock saying yes just really made us laugh for some reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Scotty and um, Bones have been assigned with the task of making a big mm. tank for the whales on board the ship, so they're trying to find yeah. something that'll contain them. And then uh, <laughs> he goes to the computer and just goes, computer? <laughs> yeah. And then picks yeah. up the mouse and tries to speak into it. It's awesome. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 use the keyboard. Yeah. And then you get some classic 80s uh, how to use a computer thing where you just type lots of mm. things. You like don't hack in the web. You don't use the mouse <laughs> fucking once. You just type lots of keys. <laughs> it like makes no sense. Like he's typing and on the screen there's like loads of different images coming Yeah, and, and windows stuff. opening and stuff. And yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I guess it was a time where people didn't have much exposure to computers. No, you so. can get away with that shit, couldn't yeah. you? Really? Yeah, no, it wasn't you, like computer per household back then. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't do that now. People would be like, yeah, no, his keystrokes aren't matching what's happening on the screen. <laughs> I'm sure there was nerds in the 80s who were doing that. Though. Probably, Probably yeah. Star Trek fans as well, let's be honest. Well, I think it's not even a... Because it's one of the rare occasions for Star Trek where product placement takes place. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's typing on a Mac. Oh, um, but it's it's Windows. It's like early. It's it's like an IBM computer. Oh, right. That's okay. dressed, so it's like an IBM computer that's dressed up to look like a Mac. So I I imagine that probably pissed off loads <laughs> of computer hardcore. If it's product placement, why did Mac send them a fucking Mac? Well, I think um, I I the story is IBM um, said they would give them a computer, but they would have to buy it. 
<laughs> and so they approached like Mac, and Mac said, "Oh, well, yeah, we'll 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 loan you a computer for free, as long as you like put the badge in the uh, in the film." So they, they got the Mac, and then the Mac couldn't do what they wanted it to do. So they ended up just buying an IBM as well, and they'd already committed to the deal. So they were like, "Oh, we'll just fucking put a Mac <laughs> on top of this IBM computer." <laughs> no, no one will know. <laughs> yeah, total mess. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there is another product placement, like maybe like the beer. I think he drinks or something mm. at some point. Yeah, it's like, but it's like one of the only times there's actual product placement in Star Trek. Oh really? Yeah, you can't fucking move for product placement now in films. It's ridiculous. No, no. But I guess it makes sense because you know it's contemporary. They're going. Oh yeah. It's it's set in '86, so you you you're bound to see like Nike or something. Or, yeah, most likely. Yeah. Uh, Kirk confesses to Julian now what's actually going on over dinner, and of course she doesn't believe him. The classic time mm. travel. Story cliche. Mm. I do like what he's obviously he's trying his best on keeping on the download that he's got like a the fucking his gadgets with him and he's um, what do you call it? What's mm. the word I'm looking for? Like the communicator. communicator yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking I was going to say a transponder. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's close enough. Yeah. It, it's funny though because that that scene kind of probably won't play that well to a modern audience. Yeah, you know, like younger yeah. audience. Yeah, they would not have the iPhone then, like. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like in '86, if somebody whipped out a little small box and was chatting to somebody, you, you'd be like, "What the fuck's that?" <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because like mobile phone, like a mobile <clears> phone <throat> in those days would have been this humongous thing on a battery. Yeah, those things. You've got to fucking have a shoulder bag to carry around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting that. It's like one of them scenes that probably doesn't work that well in a modern audience. Yeah. Well, to a modern <laughs> idiot. That's yeah. Like, a modern person who knows <laughs> the history would get it, yeah. But yeah, yeah, true. Fucking mouth breathers <laughs> who are like, you didn't have the phones back then. <laughs> People who fucking go, why is there a hashtag on your phone? You think, shut up, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chekhov and Uhura are aboard, um, it's essentially an old ship called the Enterprise, I'm guessing. Yeah, carrier. The original um, Enterprise or something. The original Enterprise, although it wasn't <coughs> the Enterprise, it was another ship entirely. Mm, oh, yeah. It was like the USS, uh, the HMS, uh, what, is it USS in America? I think it is, isn't it? For real. A USS Ranger or something. Oh, really? It was. Yeah, the, the proper Enterprise was out at sea, unfortunately. Yeah, just yeah. There you go. A bit more pop culture reference stuff for you. Okay. Facts, even. <laughs> Whipping out the fact. I'm, unfortunately, I'm full of useless Star Trek uh, pop facts like this. <laughs> you were saying last night you just gave Stacey an audio commentary while watching it. <laughs> it's the only time I get to use this fucking useless information. <laughs> was, she, so. was she ever just like, all right, man, I'm watching the film. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, they get what are they getting from the ship? Sorry. Well, yeah, the, so they're, they're harvesting, like, the uranium right. from the ship because yeah. uh, the dilithium crystals have, uh, like, they're starting to decrystallise. Yeah. So so they need the uranium to, like, recrystallise the, the crystals so they can get back in time. But, but they're literally <laughs> getting, you know, they're about to be caught. So uh, Bimahura quickly first, and then obviously the, the, it's some, like, you know, they've run out of energy, or what is it? Like, the distance is too far, there's interference, so Chekhov gets stuck on the ship. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, like, because he's being held at gunpoint, they can't, for some bullshit Star Trek reason, they can't just beam him out. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, they've they, they got... 20th century guns of candy. <laughs> yeah. It just it doesn't make any sense. Slight plot all. They could have literally just beamed him out, but yeah. ew. <laughs> hey, one thing though. I was digging mm. Chekhov's brown leather get up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It looks like it reminded us of the fucking awful clothes the Griswolds buy in European vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that, like, because, like, most of them uh, have, like, it's only Sulu who actually kind of is rocking his own little outfit mm, as well. Yeah. But everyone else is actually kind of half in uniform. Yeah. 
But yeah, what a strange decision to like just put him in like full on like seventies leather. He was fucking so, sweating, <laughs> <laughs> just running around with like leather pants like on, thick and stuff, leather yeah. pants and a big fucking bomber jacket. And that. <laughs> uh, but after a brief like interrogation, where they think obviously he's a Russian spy because it's nineteen eighty six, call him a retard. Another yeah, bit of classic eighties fucking. Um, no, no political correctness nope, back then. Nope. No, so. But he escapes yeah. and falls. He's in a bloody hospital in critical condition mm, now, isn't he? Yeah, which leads on to like a really great comedic mm. sort of scene. Turns out though, they've moved the wheels early to avoid uh, all the press and stuff. And mm. Jillian slaps the fuck out of a co-worker. <laughs> he yeah. He's kind of a dick. And you know that actor. The, Apparently that slap was ad-libbed as well. <laughs> the, the the actor wasn't expecting it. I love a good ad-libbed slap. Yeah, so she slapped him and the, the reaction's like genuine. He wasn't like, expecting to be slapped at all. It's a good job he, he just yeah. wasn't psych- like, secretly a psycho and just knocked her out or something. <laughs> yeah, you know what totally. I mean? you got to be careful th- doing that shit, folks. I think on the audio commentary, I think Nimoy says he, he wasn't very happy, but like he eventually like came around. He, he was happy once he saw like the footage mm. and like he, he could see, but apparently initially he was kind of pissed off. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? That wasn't in the script. You can't just what? get smacking people. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's mad. Like, I don't know. You, you hear of ad libbing all the time in films, yeah. but not like deciding to slap your coworker. Like, yeah. It's a bit of a, a strange ad. I mean, you find but, stuff like that on more like serious dramatic films when it's, when things are a bit mm. more lax and improvisational, but not like a big budget fucking Star Trek movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good, good for her though. Yeah, he might have just knocked her off earlier in the day. Just saying, like, "My slap, fuck out you," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then claim it was to make a dramatical. Yeah, impact it was just something. in character, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Can we do another take, please? <laughs> they left last night. We didn't want a mob scene with the press. It wouldn't have been good for them. Besides, we thought it would be easier on you this way. You sent them away without even letting me say goodbye to them. You son of a bitch! This was one good whack she gave him, and I don't think the actor was quite expecting it. We're very happy about it, for that matter. <laughs> but it was a good sport. He took it. Sulu's talked a helicopter, the cheeky bugger. This is interesting. Apparently all the shots of the... The long shots of the, the helicopter, they're all just little Japanese models. No, oh, they're... Used. Yeah. They couldn't get the real helicopter to fly. So they just bought, like, a little snap-together Japanese kit oh. with a, an engine on board. Looks all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, I paid super attention, you know, like, watching it on Blu-ray again the other day and you really can't tell it's a model no no I couldn't tell <laughs> I thought it was so, just a composite with like a real helicopter and like the shot of like Scotty on top of the invisible yeah no, just a little model <laughs> uh, but Gillian goes to Kirk who says he says earlier I'll be here in the park so mm. and the nice bit of business though where she runs into the cloak chip I don't know if it's mm. just the sound effect helping but it genuinely looks like she runs into something yeah there's this nice miming going on mm. it, where she's like feeling around it and stuff yeah yeah of course, you, you'd actually be, like, knocked out, basically. Yeah, she splits her head open and dies or something. <laughs> ran into a giant metal foot of a spaceship, you'd be like... Oh! <laughs> like that bit in Terminator 2 when that guy hits the pillar. Yeah, pretty much like <laughs> that. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like that, basically. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, said, she gets on board the ship. Beam her on board. Chekhov's in critical condition, so they go to the hospital to save him, which is a good scene. Yeah, it's just full of, full of like, good comedy and stuff, but I like how... Um, Bones like snaps into doctor mode. Yeah, and he's just uh, appalled by the shitty like medicine they've got for the time. Yeah, and stuff. he goes up that old lady and is like, "What's the problem, my dear?" And mm. she's like, "Oh, I'm on dialysis." He's like, like dialysis. dialysis. Yeah. <laughs> just and gives he, like, her gives a pill. Her, yeah. yeah, yeah, and she grows a new liver basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would love to see more of that. Just him going about fixing that hospital. Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> basically, with these bag of tricks. Yeah, <laughs> I do like uh, Bones. He's probably my favorite character. To be fair. 
Yeah, because he's, he's the sarcastic, like, naysayer. He's the one you could probably relate to the most, if you were yeah, in that th- situation. And I think that was that was really his character. That was the intention of his character. Like, everyone was, like, you know, like, modern and, and like, high-tech, but he was the one that needed it dumb and down. Mm-hmm. Because although he was a doctor, he was like he was a he was a, a real man who just knew about health and stuff. Mm. So whenever there was something technical, like oh, it's the you know the transphysic, he would always be like, you know, explain it to me, like I, like I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. So that was like his idea. Like he was the one you could relate yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, which is really nice. As the line goes, that I'm sure is one of those lines that isn't said that much or at all. Like, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the different variations of I remember that. there being an awesome joke on a Beavis and Butt, one episode of Beavis and Butthead where they're watching Star Trek. And Kirk's mm-hmm. like, save this man's life, Bunt. And he goes, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, the rescue check off. And no, now, sorry, is where Jillian like, gets herself on board by grabbing onto Kirk as he's beaming aboard. Ah, she, she refuses to mm. like yeah, be left behind. Because, yeah, that's, that's a bit harsh. I like how she's like, I've got no one here on Earth. No one at all. <laughs> I'm like really, you don't seem that lonely. Yeah. Like, what's her backstory? Yeah, Jesus Christ, I know it's dark. <laughs> All her family died. Yeah, apparently, like, there was just that fucking guy at the fucking Sea World. I slapped the fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to talk to us again. Um, yeah. So she's got the coordinates for like where they are in Alaska, and I like how when he's like, put it up on screen. And she's like, how? And I was like, exactly, how? How do they do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that probably was a bit of an in-joke. It probably like, was, ad- yeah. Addressing how ridiculous it was. Because, yeah. like, at the start of the film, during the inquiry, when they're, like, watching footage... Oh, I know. Of, yeah. And it's, like, it's just footage, obviously, from Star Trek Three. <laughs> and it's like, how would you get that footage? I know. <laughs> like, literally, the spaceship that, that it was filmed on blew up. Yeah. Everything would have been destroyed. <laughs> like, total plot hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's like, how do you get footage when you're nowhere near it? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that, that is one thing I always can't, I can't overlook shit, that shit. Because like, you know, if you need footage of like, su- like footage that people are going to see if a scene happened, just stick a fucking camera in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> or the surveillance, yeah. the surveillance footage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I would just, just refilm it, a really quick, dirty refilm with, like, same costume or similar costume, mm. but from a different angle, yeah. and it would work, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Uh, but of course, because the film demands it, the whales have been in Alaska for about ten minutes, and they're instantly in danger of being hunted, so like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't fuck around, did they? <laughs> whales, let's get them! Yeah. <laughs> Total random, though, that the, like, the sailors are speaking like Finnish or something. Yeah. That's a bit of a, of a, like, a Star Trek plateau. Like, why would why would sailors from Finland be like in the Barren Sea? Like, geographically, that makes just no sense. Just fancy the date. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like instantly like apprehended by the US Navy, basically. <laughs> but hey I'll tell you one thing, though, this works so much better that they've got a Klingon ship. Mm. It's so much more visually like fucking like holy shit if that happened. If it was the Enterprise, obviously they'd be like, "Wow, that's mental." But the fact it's a big badass Klingon ship is so much. Cool. Yeah, like with its wings and stuff, yeah. it, it looks like a, an evil ship. Basically. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a nice scene, like when it just the, the shoot at the whale and it it bongs off the invisible ship. Yeah, and, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the beam up to whales, and a nice line here when he says, "Was when man was killing these creatures, he was destroying his own future." It's a nice, mm. lovely line that. 
it's yeah, it's it's very like conservational film yeah, uh, yeah. in mind because at the time, like the humpback whales were fucked, they were like on the the back legs. So I think there was like less than twenty thousand in the wild or something. Yeah. So yeah, they they were like really endangered at the time. So. Again, it's nice that like this film r- r- helped raise awareness mm-hmm. for like wh- yeah, whaling sure and all did, that shit. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Go back and go back to the future, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Go back to yeah. the twenty third century, but crash land in a storm. And but Kirk releases the whales single handedly because he's a man. Well, you've got to have uh, the hero captain bit at the end. These manly Kirk heroic moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a nice nice little bit underwater bit as well. Always fucking daring to film oh, yeah. back then. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, these days they would just CGI that shit, but, mm. like, back then you'd have to build an entire underwater set. And yeah, and you always hear stories of whenever they have to do that, someone always gets a fucking awful ear infection. <laughs> mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. But I kind of wanted a twist at the end, to be fair, when, the, you know, the whales communicate with the probe. I wanted mm. the whales to be just, like, <laughs> the subtitle comes up just saying, fuck them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they just destroy the air, that would be awesome. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, the original uh, cut of the film it had subtitles over the probe. Oh, did it? Yeah, the probe like said like where where are you and stuff like at the start of the film. I it, it works, like, but it works better without on. a bit more mystery. Yeah, I think test audiences like watched it and were like, meh, like that it. kind of spoils the mystery yeah. of the probe. Yeah. Although, what is like? <laughs> so, what was the? Did they, they don't really explain what the fuck the probe wants. <laughs> no, just well, it's just basically some all powerful <clears throat> probe that like lives hundreds of light years away. And when, I guess when the whales became extinct, it started its journey to Earth to be like, where the fuck are the whales? Mm. Like where where are me maras that exactly. I've been that's essentially what it is. You say, yeah. oh, whales for like the whole film. Then he goes, oh, right, oh champion, and he goes home. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is pretty strange. Like, um, it's interesting that like. This film's like one one of the only. There's two Star Trek films actually. The first one in this that doesn't have like a main villain as such. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. This has no villain. Nah, it you know like yeah, the probe's kind of the villain, yeah. but there isn't like a big bad who's like ah Kirk mm. or anything. Um, yeah, like the Star Trek one's the same. It has like Vija, but it doesn't really have like a main villain. Yeah, yeah, as such. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting that like. The film is just the adventure, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a great adventure film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the probe, the probe decides to fuck off. Yeah, after fucks off, all and all's well. Day's, yeah. The day is saved. Um, and I, lo- I love the ending, the cheesy ending, schmaltzy ending. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, where it's... Like, Stacey, d- she did, like, describe it perfectly. She said, like, basically, it's it's the Harry Potter ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, in the first Harry Potter film, where, like, they're all like, oh, but you win ten house points or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that. Like the guy gets the guys admonishing Kirk, mm. but then like rewards him and stuff yeah. instead. Cheesy. And I like how he <laughs> brings him back from Admiral down to Captain because you know cap, mm. cap, you want Captain Kirk, don't you? Well, that's it. And that I think, I mean, they've they established it in the previous films, but that like that's what Kirk always longs for to be just a captain of a, a starship. Yeah, really. Yeah, because it starts like, with two that he's kind of like bummed out and bored being an admiral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's nice that he's finally back to just being a captain and eating get on the Enterprise and go on adventure across space and stuff. Yeah, yeah. James T. Kirk, it is the judgment of this council that you be reduced in rank to captain. And that as a consequence of your new rank, you be given the duties for which you have repeatedly demonstrated unswerving ability. The command of a starship. 
and this essentially like caps off what began with two. It's like it's, you know they were saying it's two, three, and four. It's done all separate trilogy, which is nice. Mm. Yeah. Of course, the Klingon from the start fucking storms in and starts kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fucking. Are you taking the piss? Yes, Bob. Come to spoil it. He's like, he killed Christopher Lloyd, man. <laughs> <laughs> Spock's message to his mother is, "I feel fine." Which was nice. Mm. Yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a nice setup, and then a nice uh, like delivery at the end to, mm. to wrap it all up. Because I mean, basically, in Star Trek Three, the whole point is like Spock's been regenerated, like his body, but like his mind's not really there. Mm-hmm. It's like physically regenerated him, but mentally, it's not Spock. He's still readjusting um, and finding himself. Yeah. Well, at the end of two, Spock, if you remember, like when he's dying, he like mind melds with bones and puts his like personality into bones. Oh yeah, mind. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So in Star Trek three, once they get the the body of Spock home, the like the mind melds the pair of them back together. So they like the transpose what what mentality he'd put into Bones' brain. They like put it back into Spock's body. Mm. So like Star Trek four is kind of like it's it's Spock trying to get back to who he was. Yeah. So it's a nice like bookend that like at the end of the film he's like he, he's starting to show signs that he's not just a mindless Vulcan. Yeah, he's like oh, I feel fine because people often forget like people always say like Spock's like like oh logical and and but actually he, he is half human yeah. half half Vulcan and in the TV series there's loads of times where he lost his rag and showed emotion and stuff yeah. and and got angry and shit. So, yeah, it's nice to see him, like... <laughs> I just love the term, lost his rank, I've made that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's not yeah. a phrase in America, so if America... It just means lose his temper. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, I loved it. Yeah, loved it a bit. Mm. It is It is definitely the most accessible Star Trek yep. of them all. Like it, People often say that, like, if, if you're going to watch a Star Trek film and you don't know Star Trek, just watch Star Trek 4. Like, how is it re- How is it received generally amongst fans? Is it uh, well-liked, or is it seen as, like, to some as, like, oh, it's the fucking one, it's not really like a Star Trek film? No, I think, in, in danger of generalising, I think it's, it's always up there, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, in the top five of Star Trek films, basically. Because I was just going to say, yeah. as a non, like... I mean, I like Star Trek, but I think, as we'll find out with this fucking series, I haven't seen many of them. This is only the second mm. one, third one I've seen now. Mm. Um, but for me, I've taken over Wrath of Khan for an, just a pure enjoyment level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think, too, you, you've got to be more into Star Trek to get it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Although it is, like, what, Wrath of Khan? the revenge story. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wrath of Khan. Like, it is a fairly straightforward revenge film, but it, it's quite heavy on some of the technical details and stuff mm. and, no, and very can, Star Trek-y. I can totally see, when I said this at the time when we reviewed it, I can totally see why Khan is put up as the best Star Trek film. Yeah. But just for me personally, I'd rather watch this again. Mm, you know, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say it's like probably like me, me second or third favorite Star Trek film. Mm, to be honest, for yeah. me personally, what was your favorite again? Six. Um, it's a it's a difficult one. Two and six swap round. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, I do really like six just because uh, I was at the right age. Like I was old enough to, to like understand them. So like it it was brand new, and I was at the age where I could like watch at the cinema mm. and appreciate it and stuff. Yeah. Came out in ni- like ninety one, mm-hmm. so I was like uh, whatever ten, nine ish. Um, so yeah, it, it it always sticks in my mind as like the one that I watched and enjoyed the most. I remember. Did you go to this? At the I remember when it was just before Generations came out. The Waller put on a marathon all day of all the Star Trek films. Yeah, yeah, I did. I yeah, because it's because yeah. they never did. I'm sure they did that a lot when like before we were born, but they rarely mm. did that, did they? When we were growing up, big marathons. 
Yeah. I was beyond would be disappointed because I was like, oh, I don't like Star Trek, but I would like something like that to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I, I went. I remember like the arse killing. <laughs> I imagine, yeah. But yeah, loved it. I mean, the only like criticism is like, but I guess this is just a Star Trek norm is that like some characters are neglected, like a Huren Sulu are neglected a little bit. And but yeah. I guess that's the norm. They're always the characters to be off in the background doing something. Yeah, it's difficult in it with with like Huren stuff. What do you do? You know what I mean? What do you do? With yeah, it's so just like hang John with check off a bit. And yeah. I said it, fe- I mean, it feels like a lot of. St- I don't know if it was, but it feels like some of Sulu scenes got deleted. Like you were saying, the scene with his great granddad and stuff. But mm. he just turns up, it- looks at a helicopter, and then flies it at the end. That's kind of it. Well, funnily enough, that there was a whole scene with him uh, stealing the helicopter. That I thought there might have been, yeah, yeah. Um, it, for whatever reason, uh, George Takai he, he decided uh, to run the um, San Francisco Marathon. Uh, when they were filming, because it was like it, it was happening at the time, so he ran the San Francisco Marathon, uh, and he, he was basically fucked. He couldn't film his scenes. <laughs> Excuse me, Lennon, I'm totally fucked. <laughs> I ran my balls off. <laughs> so th- there's like apparently the tra- I don't know if the footage exists, but there's the shot was he was going to run to the helicopter, get in the helicopter, and then take off, mm. like while the the guy's back was turned. But like he, he tries to run, and apparently he can like barely move his legs, and he's like hobbling towards the helicopter. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> um, and so they the kind of gave up on that and they said, well, we'll get a shot of him just getting in the helicopter. But apparently he was that fucked, he couldn't even like lift his legs to get in the helicopter. Um, a stuntman like, picked him up and like threw him into the helicopter. <laughs> and like, So the film, they tried filming it from angles, but they couldn't get it right. And apparently it just looked like somebody getting chucked into a helicopter, <laughs> as it would. <laughs> Uh, so they were like, oh, I just cut the whole Fucking scene. <laughs> so yeah, and yeah, in Sulu, obviously, he had that scene cut with a kid as well. So just due to bad luck, a yeah. lot of his scenes were cut, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, Still, you know, he, he could have fucking not run a marathon. <laughs> yeah. Make it a like, fucking why? film, George. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly unprofessional. Yeah, uh, yeah very strange. Um, but yeah, because obviously um, they cut um, Savick as well from the film. Mm-hmm. Because um, she she was a main character at this point, she'd been in two and three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the consciously cut her from the film because they're like, oh my god, what the fuck? The, what we're going to yeah, do with Savick? Too many, too many characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they just completely cut her straight away from mm-hmm. the film. Um, they originally wrote in the film that she was cut because she was pregnant with Spock's kid. Yeah, was, yeah. I saw that. That's yeah. going to be a line, yeah, because the 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 like they have sex in Star Trek Three. Ah. He's going through, like, Ponfar. It's like Vulcans go through this, like, puberty thing where they, they have to have sex or they die, basically. Hmm. Um, so, so, like, has to have sex with them because he, he's, like, aging really rapidly in Star Trek Three. Really, it's just something Spock made up. <laughs> he's like, well, you've got it. I mean, you know. I don't, I don't want to do it, but... <laughs> totally. Uh, he's but like, yeah, I, I so kind of wish you were still Kirstie Alley now, but... <laughs> <laughs> totally. We can't have yeah, everything, totally. I mean... It's weird though. In Star Trek Three, they're like it's all very implied. They never actually do anything. Or, ah. Like it's so weird. It's like because I think it, it was already established in Star Trek canon the Ponfar and like that Vulcans have to have sex when they become when they come of age and stuff. Mm. Um, they get like mega angry and the the emotions boil to the surface. Basically, teenagers basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know whether they felt they had to acknowledge it or something, but they're kind of like they're like, oh, he's going through Ponfar. I must do something, and she like raises her eyebrows, and it's like next scene, he's all chilled out and stuff. 
it's like <laughs> smoking it's, tap. It's, <laughs> it's kind of done like that. Like they don't outwardly say that they're going to have sex, but it's like I had sex. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. So that's the plot that just never went back to. It's not really put on the back burner like Spock's son. No, no, they never went back to it. They just cut it completely from the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, never filmed the scenes either. It was just in the script, apparently. Yeah. Well, that's Star Trek Fallen, gentlemen. This show's going to be long as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two-parter, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next week will be Star Trek Six. Which one is that? Undiscovered Country? Undiscovered Country, yeah. yeah. The, the last of the uh, original series. Yeah. Film. I'll be next week, folks. So until then, take it easy, and uh, I'll see you doing the pit. Yeah, see you in the heap. Right, right. Hi, I'm Stacey with an S, the director of operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash Wafu FM. Thanks for listening. For one quarter of a century, they have thrilled us with their adventures, amazed us with their discoveries, and inspired us with their courage. Their ship has journeyed beyond imagination. Her name has become legend. Her crew, the finest ever assembled. We have traveled beside them from one corner of the galaxy to the other, They have been our guides, our protectors, and our friends. Now you are invited to join them for one last adventure. For at the end of history lies the undiscovered country. Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.